on this episode of Quantum Week, October 10th through 16th, 2010. Welcome to Quantum Week. I'm Matt. I'm Chris. Quantum Week is a show in which Chris and I leap into a random week of a random year and we talk about movies, music, headlines, our stories. We're in mid-October 2010 uh, with The Social Network and Just The Way You Are by Bruno Mars. Um, do you, anything off the top or do you want to get into The Social Network? No, just get the Patreon because the uh, Patreon show on Sunday is The Town. The Town. And, the uh, and Listomania. Listomania by Phoenix. Yeah, but The Town, huge movie, super excited to talk about. So, uh uh that will be the uh $5 a month and that gets you uh one free show every week and uh tons of backlog content too i think we've got 26 episodes there jackie so. brown rocky three uh i know i'm forgetting a bunch frequency yeah um and then uh but the town's i think one of the bigger patreon movies we've done i would think so I mean, it's yeah. not the biggest so yeah. uh so yeah so uh so if you're uh, interested in town uh and and want to hear us talk about that one then get the patreon it'll be up on sunday morning yep Social right, network? Let's get into it. This will get into my top five. The only question is whether it will hit four or five. The problem is, is this a better movie than Jackie Brown for me? Um, I love this movie. I think it's great. Yeah, so uh, the social network is the most important movie uh, made in this century. Uh, reason I say that is because it tackles issues that are uh, A, specific to this century, yep. and B, it's amazing. This movie came comes out obviously in 2010, but a lot of the issues they're tackling or, or discussing or are being hashed out are incredibly relevant in 2021. Yeah. Um, mix that with maybe the best screenplay, Ugh, one, one of the best screenplays ever, and uh, one of the best directing jobs ever. It's a perfect movie. Um, it's It might be a flawless movie as well. I don't... I, it's, it's, I was trying to think, is there any performance I didn't like? And... Even people who I would maybe not like as much in other movies, like Timberlake's not a good actor, but he's he's really good in this. Timberlake's, I think Timberlake's actually a pretty decent actor. Uh, he's like pretty good in Alpha Dog. He's, he's good. He's in done Alpha some Dog. good stuff in yeah. SNL. I actually like his acting more than his singing. In this, he's it's pitch perfect. Yeah, I mean it is, and I give Timberlake a lot of credit. We'll get into obviously a lot more than just Timberlake here, but Timberlake is playing uh, someone who's not very likable here no. and, and very superficial. Yeah, and uh, and he does it fearlessly which is sort of a wink and a nod in some ways at Timberlake himself, which is yet another reason why this is the most important. Like you're taking one of the biggest, if not the biggest pop performer the last 20 years, one of the biggest for sure. Yep. And then you're having him almost doing about face on his own image. There's so much shit going on in this movie on, but the most impressive thing about this movie, the thing that is that consistently, every time I watch this, I'm blown away by Fincher's directing and Sorkin's screenplay is they take the most boring thing in the yes, world. Yes, Writing code. These, these people who have no personalities or these like nerdy people. Yeah. Who are unlikable. Yeah. Who write code. That's the movie. If you fuck this up, you have swordfish. Like that I think, is. I think, I think all you can do is fuck this up. I don't think anyone can make this work except for Sorkin. And Fincher. Yeah, because what did you do? If you go too far... So Swordfish is, is the, is right. the cartoon version. by Sandra Bullock, too. Yeah, I, that's not, not good. But, I, but I, remember, I forget that because it was earlier, so I don't even yeah. remember that. I probably saw the early 90s, I guess. Uh, I, mid-90s, I, yeah. It wasn't mid-90s? I think 95, I think. Because so we were on Swordfish, too. Well, okay. Swordfish so, around 2000, okay. 2001. 
I was right. in college. Yeah, so I have a more vivid memory of that. But they go, they over-dramatize. They, they make it so goofy and big yeah. with with uh, Hugh Jackman, you know, Tra- overacting. Travolta as he's, and Halle Berry. As he's and, yeah. making code. Like, oh, and, you know, th- this, that's not how coders act. No. That's stupid. They, so they, they make took, it a buffoonery. They took the most boring thing in the world, and they flip it on its ear. And then, and then obviously, on top of it, you have... Best score ever. Yeah, it's I mean, a, uh, not the best score, but it's a real. Of, it's, mean, it's, we, 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 it's in the. It's in super the conver- appropriate for the movie. It's in the conversation. Yeah, it is. It is uh, the dread underneath each. And I listened to this to the score last night. Yeah, uh, when I was doing the headlines, actually. Uh, after uh, and I was just the, the 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 dread the like the other the the other shoe that's going to drop, and we and we see it. We yeah. see it with, how, with social media how it's kind of turned. It's also so great. This movie, I mean, so many things. I mean, go. I guess we will we'll go about this movie for an hour now. But um, you know, you have a big part of this movie is how Facebook is cool. Yeah, and how like we don't want to sell ads because we want it to be cool for as long as possible because that's the best way to kind of bring people in. And how cool is an asset? And they're absolutely right. It is. It is. And it's so funny. Like I was just having a conversation like just this past week. Like I can't wait to get off Facebook because it's just it's not cool. Like there's no young people on it anymore. It's all old people or just kind of like losers. Like it's it's become completely opposite of what it was. And this is the amazing part is. What this showcases is, so Facebook is this walled garden. It's a place where they trap you in there. Um, you, maybe you have, whether you like it or not, you, you can maybe do some cool stuff. You can connect with people. You yeah, can interact great, with stuff. it's a great way to stay in touch. Uh, sure. It is. I mean, yeah. just, and maybe we had, I would definitely had more fondness for it, you know, eight years ago than course. I do right now, of course. I mean, yes. But it's still a walled garden. You can't take what you earn there, which is, you can't, it's not like you can take the relationships that you make and bring them with you to other places. And so you're trapped in there. You can't, so anything that you build in Facebook, you can't bring anywhere. You're trapped in there and they use you as the product. You are the product. They're selling your data. They are just constantly looking how you interact, what things you like, what things you don't like, what things you want to buy, what you click on, and they're selling all that data so you've become the product so it's like it's the worst of all worlds and and the reason why is it's this you have this centralized force you have this vision from one human now i realize it's it's you know now it's a board and it's more people but it's basically zuckerberg's vision and how it plays out over long term and it's really ugly and that's what you have in these co these closed source walled gardens so with with this, and they, they they don't talk a ton about the data, you know, taking our data and just you know, because even then it, it wasn't it. it wasn't like that as but, much. But it is hinted about in this movie. So if you yeah. watch, there's a scene where uh, basically Zuckerberg gets the idea that relationship status. Yes, and but that is the beginning of you know using our data against us or using our data for his profit or using our data, uh, social for, engineering and profit. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, the dots like that, that when that, that one scene, it's quick in the movie, but it, that one scene is really, they use it in the movie to prop up the idea that Facebook now becomes even more successful. But it also, if you watch it closely, there's a dark side. To yeah, that. absolutely. And that's kind of what they're hinting at. They're, this movie, this screenplay by Sorkin, it, it, which is it fucking blows my mind that he did that fucking Trial of Chicago Seven I, movie. Yeah, I haven't seen it, but which yeah. is the most basic courtroom drama. Yeah, like, I don't know what happened to this guy, but like to watch, you know, that movie, which is so basic, and then to watch this movie, which the script so is de- so, so much depth, yeah, innovative, and so so much depth, and there's so much going on. Like the in Trial of Chicago Seven, it's so obviously heroes and villains are. Yep. In this movie, there's, there's it's, a, it's hard. Other than Saverin, who has a little oh, bit, who has a hero, he's got the hero journey here. Yeah. Other than him, no one really is good or bad. No. I mean, there are just different degrees. 
There are victims, and so you can cut like uh, yes. his girlfriend in the beginning, yes. which that beginning scene is an amazing scene, incredible. Like, uh, that is an incredible I mean, scene. So much depth to it. There's so much sets up the entire so, movie. Everything about that. I mean, just we can dial in that scene for a second. Yeah, it was shot ninety nine times. Really? Yeah. Fincher is famous. I mean, Fincher is famous, for, but Fincher it knew. Seems, but he knew this is this, has, this, this is the linchpin of the film. This makes it without this scene you're not going to understand why we should kind of root against this guy a little bit. Right. And we don't, we're not going to understand what motivates this guy. We won't see the pettiness. And we're not also like, I think it's great, man. Like when you see, cause in movies, so much of it is like just you're instantly in the action. Yeah. But I love those little scenes. Like we referenced Jackie Brown earlier, like when Robert Forster and Pam Greer are sitting down in her kitchen and they're yep. just having a discussion about getting older. Yeah. I love that scene because it has nothing to do with the movie. I mean, it does. It's the theme of the movie. No, it's you know the relationship, but, but, but it's you not also the plot. see them just talk. I like right. seeing humans just be humans. That's how you develop characters is just see them, how they interact just, in real life. Just, you're right. And that scene, like, it's, you know, you got to see for four minutes what it's like to have a conversation with Mark Zuckerberg. Yes. And it's a fucking chore. It's it fucking is, awful. It is right. Because everything means multiple things, multiple levels, and, and he's so and, petty. And it's also and annoying. It's, it's annoying. all about him. Yes. It's just, it's, just, it's awful. It's yeah. a painful journey. It's not a fun thing to do to no. have a conversation with Mark Zuckerberg. Imagine dating that guy. I mean. Well, yeah, I mean, she, she bails she's out. Like, but meanwhile, look at the way it's lit. It's it's in a bar, yep. and there's like the, the ambiance of the sound. You, you have uh, I think I don't think Rooney Mara's ever looked. She looks beautiful. She looks beautiful there because she looks normal. Yeah, yeah. I, but I also just think even the way they even did her hair, it yeah. is. And, and a lot of it too is nostalgia because like you know Zuckerberg's only a few years older than I am or than we are, but like a few years so he's, younger, a few, a few years, years younger. Excuse yeah. me. So he's in college around the same time we yeah. are. So we remember when girls and people dressed like that. Yeah. And like, so so uh, it, so you have that bend to it as well. But you it just just the way that is shot. Think about the way the camera moves from Mara's like disgust to you know Zuckerberg's <laughs> ambivalence because he's yes. just talking to himself really. Yeah. And and just the way the disconnect between the two. Uh, it's just it's amazing. It's amazing. And then you told and it, and, and then it, it cuts to. You can tell, actually, I mean, as amazing as that scene is, and, and it's one of the one of my favorite scenes in film. Yep. Uh, it then shuff, it goes to Zuckerberg doing that run shuffle through uh, yes. through Harvard. Yes. That really tells you everything you need to know about that guy. Yes. Is he's in a rush, but he doesn't know how, really doesn't know how to run. No. And but he's also like doesn't care about anyone watching him. Like he looks ridiculous. He looks, but he's so in his own mind that he doesn't give a shit, which is in some ways admirable, but in some ways not very good. Well, it's why he can be as, I mean, he, he has greatness, whether we like what he's done or not, he has greatness in him. To build Facebook, to, to have that moment and figure it out, and also have the respect for it to know that it's going to grow and change on its own without you as people interact with it later on. Um, that's a lot of brilliance, but he has no social, like he's socially inept and he has no, yeah, he doesn't have a lot of uh, awareness of, of the shit around him. You see him in another scene later on going through the snow in fucking flip flops and shorts yes. in, in Boston too. It's like, this guy is no, he doesn't, he's a, fuck, he's a fucking idiot. He doesn't care about anybody. No. And like, you know, so later on when he fucks over the Winklevoss guys and then he fucks over his only friend and he fucks over Saverin and he does these things. You totally buy it, honestly, just because of that shuffle. Because you <laughs> yes, know this yes. is a guy that doesn't care about anybody. Yeah, and he is—he's just in his own world. And and it's you know, it, I think a lot of times, like you know, we're always like, "Oh, good for you! You don't care about what people say." And I think there is a value in that to an extent. But there also is like a horrible. I think like Zuckerberg's in like I know obviously he's he's incredibly rich. I'm sure he is. He is you know whatever. But it, it's kind of a prison. Yeah, it is. Like I I don't I'm I. 
obviously it sounds ridiculous to say I'm, I think I'm much happier in my little life than he, than he is in his, in this world that he's built. Now he, obviously he's Facebook's a huge success. He's the youngest billionaire ever, you know, yeah. at, you know at the time. Yeah. Uh, but that seems like a dreadful existence. It seems, you know, such a lonely, and it's just so great at the end of the movie when it cuts to him alone in that deposition room and he just keeps refreshing, refreshing, refreshing. And over, over here, over here, this movie's so perfect. Yeah. And then over, you know, we're overhearing uh baby, you're a rich man by the Beatles. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, you have all this money, but you're just this fucking lonely. You have no friends. Th- now, you know, is that the real Mark Zuckerberg? We don't know. Obviously Zuckerberg's going to say it's not because he's not showing very well on film. Right. Uh, you know, but I, uh, there was no lawsuit. And uh, I really trust Sorkin. And then, you know, Sorkin worked with Ben Misrich, who yeah, did, who did the, uh, the some of the, the, the card counting stuff too. Right. Uh, those books, uh, 21, which is a great book. Yeah. I, I read the card counting book. I did not read uh, the, uh, the, it was the Accidental the Billionaire. Accidental billionaire. Yeah. But, you know, Sorkin did his research. He researches for months. And uh, I trust Fincher's directing. And like I said, it wasn't like Zuckerberg sued him. So it must not have been that far from the course. Yeah. I believe it. Me too. Yeah. I mean, just what I've seen of him in and public. And we know now with the Cambridge Analytics stuff and, yeah. how, and how we know that Zuckerberg does sell our it's shit. It's so dark. Like, why would you even want... I don't understand. Because he can. I don't know. Isn't that what the movie gets right? Yes. It's movie so dark. Yeah. We're like, you would think Facebook, fun, especially in 2010, you think Facebook, fun. You wouldn't think to make it dark. No. This movie is pitch black for it a is. PG-13 It's really movie? black. It's really dark. However, the juxtaposition for me is how it shows the hacker community in a way. So there's, but there's also the beauty of creation that I think it shows. And so I'm part, I'm not a hacker. I'm not a developer, but I am a a part of like developer communities who are on the cutting edge of technology. So I, I know some of these people. And what I do also think it gets right is the absolute joy of making something that, um, creating something is a different. It's different than creating art, a piece of music, or or writing something where your end product is done once it leaves your hand. Or, or you know, yes, you expect other people to maybe consume it and they have conversations around it, but they'll never change the actual artistic creation that you made. Where something like this type of technology, this coordination tool—that's what these are. These are uh, coordination tools, or gives people the ability to communicate and interact and transact and things. That's that's what social media is. They change based on how people use it, and you're never going to know. You can't orchestrate how they're going to use it. All you can do is put it out there and wait and see. And they really do a good job with that. We, I'm saying, we don't really know what this is yet because it takes, the, it takes that, it takes humanity interacting with it to figure that out. I liked how they, 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 he was able to really show that in this movie too. Uh, this movie is so brilliantly directed by Fincher. Uh, so you take a scene like that first scene, which is just a, a college couple talking, and it's it's incredible. And then you also look at a scene like the regatta, uh, you know, when they're doing the the rowing, the, the, rowing. Cr- the crew, uh, the Winkovas guys. Just the way the music, it, and it happens like near, you know, I don't know, say sixty five percent through way through the movie, right when that scene happens. Yeah, and it's just like you know. <laughs> not that not that you're ever bored for a second watching this, but it is, it is almost like a jolt of adrenaline uh to get you into that third act yeah it's it's great like it is it is shot so well the score is is done so perfectly i i have this isn't gonna crack my top five of movies we've covered just because we've covered so many good ones so many killer movies um, yeah i i have it right now at and, and maybe you can you can talk me i i have it 13th i have goodwill hunting pulp fiction road to perdition jackie brown yeah, Superman the movie, which I know you discussed. <laughs> yes, Groundhog Day, Ghostbusters, Silence the Lambs. Yeah, Back to the Future and Casino make up my top ten. Yeah, it's hard. I mean, these are all good. These and are all great I have movies. Boogie Nights, Six Sense, and Social Network. Yeah, I think this. Okay, so that's where. 
I mean, let's not even talk about Superman because, of course, this okay. crushes Superman. But it's fine. But and even Groundhog Day is not a perfect. It's 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 awesome. It's oh, such Groundhog... an awesome movie. It's so good. Yeah. But I do think that this is a this is still better. So like, I think this is a better work of art. Yeah. Than Groundhog Day. Uh, I mean, this looks better with better uh, better uh, score. Honestly, I, I'm going to be honest with you. I have a hard time placing this movie. This movie is so unique. It's really unique. That I have a hard time even like dropping it in the list. Like it could, hard, it could yeah. just as easy be number one in some ways. That's, that's how I felt too. So to me. But, um, it, but it's not though. Like it doesn't, I guess the thing that's missing for me and maybe it doesn't, it doesn't move me as wonder, much as some of those other yeah. films do. So like I wonder if I, I connect more to this maybe than you do because I know these communities. I know these. But it doesn't I know move this. you though. Um, I find it. I find it exciting, and I find me it too. devastating, and I also know the loneliness um, and the fear and the dread of, of putting something out in the world like this. Sure. Yeah. I mean, we, everyone puts stuff out in the world understands right, that. Right. But does it move you? Like, are you ever like really emotionally like, like either well, jumping out of your seat in excitement or like weeping? And like, I don't get anywhere close to that. Watching. Well, this is a movie that is held at a distance. And I mean, you're in a fucking deposition scene, which is a all shot brilliant. Brilliant. And I love that it's not a courtroom drama. Yeah. I love that it just, the ending is, it's not about, because they're like, oh, you're just going to settle. It's not about the drama of the result. It's about the journey of how they got there. But it holds my attention as oh, good yes. as any of the other movies that would make nope. me like really, you know, no feel argument. something. So, no argument there. So I don't, I don't, yeah, I, I think But it I think because in. of the subjects who are at a distance. They are. Everybody is at a, a distance here, and even you know you have who are the warmest people in this movie? Probably the uh, uh, who's the Rashida Jones, Rashida probably, Jones. right? Yep. And like she's a fucking lawyer. Yeah, <laughs> like, I know. You know, like we're not dealing. So because there's really like there's really not much humanity in this movie, it, it was just funny because everyone's doing things for like selfish motivations, but yet it's true that no, no also no one's really asking like, why. You yeah, know, uh, yeah. but, but there, there's not really a, uh, but that's, I mean, I would not make this movie. This movie's perfect. It's flawless. There's yeah. nothing you would change in this movie. It's, it, this movie could not be made any better. So this is not a criticism at all about the movie at all. This is a brilliant, awesome movie. It's the best movie that came out that year. I love this movie immensely, but it doesn't quite move me enough. And I, I think that's kind of the X factor that for me on the list. But if you said, if I met someone on the street and they said, you know what my favorite movie is? The social network. I'd be you like, and, yeah, I get sense. it, man. Yeah. It's my, it's my favorite Fincher movie. Yep. Fincher also directs from a cold distance as well. That's just kind of his nature. Absolutely. You look at Gone Girl, you look at uh, I mean, Fight Club, all these are, are colder movies. Seven. Seven's like, yeah, of course. I mean, there's a real, uh, yeah, there's, there's just- there's You're a, not, yeah. Maybe Benjamin Button is uh, is is one of yeah. is his most intimate. And it's funny, that's the one he gets, gets a little flat for. I actually, it's funny because I, and maybe we'll, maybe we'll cover it, but I felt, I didn't think I was going to like that movie going in, and I liked it a lot I liked more. It all, I liked it a lot more. I, liked I, thought, it all. I thought it was really well done. I liked it more than most. It's hard to do, too. It's another, he does hard films. He does films that are hard to do. Oh, yeah, he does. Yeah. yeah uh, you, know, you know what Fincher is, too? What? I think, or you know what Fincher is, I think? I think he's like a better version of Brian De Palma. Like, Brian De Palma is yeah. famous for being kind of really kind of cold and distant, but yet he has these amazing shots and does things. I mean, like, he, he, uh, Fincher's like a perfected version of De Palma, because De Palma's films, to me, eh, like Fincher's much better at finding the best screenplay to work with. Yep. Fincher's much better at finding like better material. Uh, and he's also, I think Fincher gets more out of his actors. Like think about this cast, like the cast itself though, like isn't very good. Like these not Jesse just, Eisenberg is, but, uh, Jesse Eisenberg, okay. I think I, he's I, a good actor I, in general. He's okay. What's he, 
eh, he's not right. He's horrible as Lex Luthor. That really exposes yeah, he's him. Yeah, he's not good. Like, he, he's, he's okay. He's good in Zombieland. Like, he's, he's yeah. good. I like I him. I think he's good. But, like, there's no, like, for a movie being this great, it doesn't really have a great actor in it. That's actually a good point. Which is which is amazing. Because Army Hammer's not a good good actor, and he's yeah. he's great he's, here. Right, he's, and it, like it's it's so bizarre. Like yeah. and they they put his face on somebody else, and it works. It works. <laughs> it's so crazy. But like, look at uh, you know, even Andrew Garfield. Like, I, I if when this movie, I don't like Garfield normally either. He's a whiny bitch in a lot of his other movies, but, but it, he's contained. But here. it works. And he, here. he does great here. Yeah. And like Timberlake, like you mentioned, like Timberlake yeah, is pretty good, good in Alpha Dog. He's he's good in SNL. He's amazing here. This is probably the best movie with the worst cast. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're absolutely right. If you look at any of the top ten, it, it has to be that we've covered. It has to be like the worst. Ca- like, yeah, look at that Wago- list I just gave you. I know, like, I know. I mean, each of them have like amazing actors in this. Yeah, there's not a great actor. I mean, I guess maybe you could say of my list, maybe Groundhog Day. I think Bill Murray's a great actor. Oh, he, he he's is a great, great comic actor. actor. He's yeah, the best he's a, ever. He's a great actor. Um, you know, every other movie has, I mean, I don't think- Has a great has cast. Has a great actor. Yeah. Maybe Back to the Future, you would say, maybe doesn't. Oh, no, Mike, he's a genius. Uh, I think Michael J. Fox is a great a, comic actor As a comedic actor, actor well. he's, I'm, he's I'm a genius. trying to like pick nits here. Like, right. Other than that, maybe The Sixth Sense. I mean, we-, we Oh, no, I mean- Bruce Willis is a very good actor. Well, I mean, and- but that was before. Haley was, but, hey, but Haley Jawsman was just like in Social Network. Though Haley Jawsman was rising to the occasion. That's true. We never saw that again from him. Just like with Social Network. That's true. Everyone involved was amazing. They kind of. But even Tony Collette's in there. And, Tony I mean, you, you, right. you, That's a good cast. Right. Tony Collette is a better actress than anyone in this movie is as an actor, right. including Rooney Mara. That's who's true. A good actress. She's good. Yeah. But in this, she's in this every so every, so somehow. That's really funny that. It's that good. Everyone up their game. Yeah. And that you know who that is? It's Fincher. It's Fincher. We talked about it before when, when sometimes directors like, uh, what was oh, the Saw movie? Saw. Yeah. When like we saw Danny Glover, Carrie Elways, we saw these actors really look terrible. Because so they, you know why? Because what happened in Saw? They rushed it, right? Yeah. They didn't get, they, they, uh, they didn't get the right shots. Remember, because remember they only had Danny Glover for, for like two a day days. or something. Yeah. yeah. Not, not and they time. had to shoot all of his stuff in two days. Yeah. So like they were really rushed, which is, I, I don't blame the Saw. You know, they were, they were dealing with the best they could. But Fincher is famous for taking nine, like ninety nine takes, just like Kubrick would do. Like you know, Shining just took to get right. years yep. to make. Right? Eyes Watch it took years to make. Yep. Because, but you know what happens when you do that? You get a perfect movie. Yeah, <laughs> right. you get the right shit, and <laughs> right. you get actors because they've had ninety nine shots. I know they so, get better and better. And yep. some actors say, "Oh, I'll never work with Fincher again." They hate it because they they get bored doing it. But it also gives the director options. They can see the different ways you do it, and then you can say, "Okay, what is the one that fits the mood with the next scene and the, and the whole the whole piece?" That was, options is what you, how what was you the need. the lighting here? How was yes. the sound here? Yes. How was that camera angle? Right. What happened right. here? How was that line reading? How was that reaction? Yes. There's so many different things that go in. So when you have the time to do something 99 times, you know what's going to happen? You're going to get something probably really good. Yeah. And you're going to get an actor that elevates. Where if you had, did it 10 times, you're probably just going to basic Jesse Eisenberg, a basic Army Hammer performance. Sure. Which which really would have probably would have made it would have definitely made this movie a lot worse because yeah. the, the script is so amazing but it also has to be really precise if you fuck that up yeah. if your timing isn't good then the script doesn't work i mean it's one of the reasons why west wing was so brilliant is because you had actors who could actually make that script work. you the had really were, intelligent actors were, right were amazing but if 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 they didn't pull that off it would have sucked i will say all the actors uh I don't know. Arm, I know Army Hammer is a very strange guy. And we have he is a strange guy. And his cannibalism stuff. Okay. What's going on with him? Yeah. But like everyone involved with this film, though, does seem quite bright. Yeah, they do. They seem like really smart people. Like you know the people. You know. Yeah. Timberlake's a really smart guy. He is a smart guy. You, I, I'm not a huge fan of his music, 
But um, I but, mean, he did Dick in a Box. That's a pretty pretty. Good, I, he didn't write it, but he still. But to do that, but his, but his, but he's obviously he's had a career for yeah. you know twenty five years now. Like he he's doing something right. He's right. he's a very intelligent businessman. Yeah, you know, look at the stuff he does with Jimmy Fallon. He's able to just do that stuff like on the fly, like those when those song things where they, they those melodies, and he's able to. He's a very smart. He's a smart guy. person. Yeah. Um. So to have him play someone like Sean Parker, who's also a very smart showman as well oh yeah is a perfect match jesse eisenberg is a i've read uh, an essay jesse, jesse eisenberg's a really good writer actually like is he? he's a, he's a really smart guy he's written you know broadway show plays like he's a really smart person um so it makes you you can't have anyone who's not really bright played mark zuckerberg yeah when it works no you'd see right the fuck through right. that. you can't have yeah so like so i will give the casting a lot of credit they cast people that maybe weren't but fincher must have known like listen if i shoot this enough times we'll get it and if i and the script is so good. We'll get it. We'll make this work. And sure enough, he did. This movie is so great. It's so great. I love one of my favorite scenes is when uh, the Winklevi are in um, with uh, the Harvard, uh, the president of Harvard. And for the first time, so they've, I mean, they seem like pretty, I've, I know yeah. them outside. I don't know them, but they seem like, no, but they seem like relatively decent people. They're really hugely into Bitcoin. They're, and they're so smart. Are you Even, talking about the real them? Like yeah, now. the real, sorry, the real Winklevoss. Okay. They're, they're smart guys. Like they know, and they're at and Harvard, they're, very, they're very bright, I'm sure. They're very yes. bright. But for their entire life, they've been in a very privileged position using the pow- their powerful friends, their their father's powerful friends to get them what, what you they know. want. And so they've, and for the first time in their life, they're seeing that power being used against them where just some spiteful fucking president of Harvard's like, I have a, I got a bigger dick than you. Yes. And no, I don't give a shit about this. Go away. That was awesome. That was such an awesome scene. But it's great because it also has layers. Yes. So the president of Harvard is completely wrong. Like what an He's idiotic totally position. wrong. Totally wrong. But so the Winkle, be spiteful. but the wink, the Winkle Vi, uh, as, as Zuckerberg <laughs> calls them, uh, they are, uh, they are in the right but they also are just going about it the wrong way. And yes. they're using their, you know, instead of using their privilege, why don't you use the, what they're actually trying to argue? It's a really, you know, they use the handbook as some sort of like leverage. <laughs> yes, like, like this piece of paper matters. <laughs> like, Fuck it, off. It's, it's really, it's, it's just, it's a great scene. And it's just, it's, and then it ends, you know, it starts off with don't break anything because these two giant guys, there's like, oh, we're just sitting here. And then it ends with them breaking the door now. <laughs> and it's, it it's great. Like that, oh, that whole thing is, it's masterwork. It's so and that's how every scene in this movie is every scene in this movie has different layers yeah different subtext different motivations and the thing is you know so uh part of part of zuckerberg's issue is these guys have had all the privilege and so you can see you know, so he's he's sort of spiteful too wants to take the mm-hmm. these these neanderthals had this with privilege had this had had a good idea but i can make it better and he took it for himself and so we're seeing that on display yes they do have privilege, but they're also right here. So it, it's awesome. Right. Those, you and, know. and I love the movie has the courage to not make you root for anybody. Yes. Like, I guess you are rooting for Saverin, but um, um, yeah, he's, yeah. he's kind of the only one, but everybody else is kind of, but eh. even if you watch it, like if you, I, I've watched the movie a few times and even if you watch it, like by the end, like he, he seems like a whiny bitch and he also doesn't belong there. Like, no, I mean, Timberlake's the one that got him the Peter Thiel money. I know. So like, Half a million dollars is a pretty big deal. Now, Saverin definitely played a major role in the initial, but like if you ever worked in business, you know sometimes business moves away from the people who created it. That's right. Like, you know, sometimes just things change, things become bigger. And when things become bigger, it sometimes people aren't a good fit anymore. Yeah. And for whatever reason, I mean, and Sean Parker, you know, Timberlake's 
character is right when he's talking to Savory. He's like, what were you, what have you been doing? You've been yeah. getting these like uh, Gary's tuxedos. Yeah, like, how's that going to help? It's not, and you know, and Savory's like, well, I've been riding in subways 14 hours a day, but it's almost like for nothing for nothing yeah do something more productive with your time but he, and i've known people like that that i've worked with who create they create work to show their value but they're not looking at it as the end result of their work right as what's actually valuable you know if you do something big in an hour of your time that's way more than doing nothing over 14 hours right yeah so, well yeah one of my mentors said uh you know work smart not work hard smart. And, you know, it doesn't matter how many hours a week you work. What it matters is what you do in those hours. Yes. Like, you know, you're doing that week. So, uh, and I do think it's very common for people who are, you know, start get off, start off on something on the ground floor, but then they're always kind of stuck on that ground floor. And they do, they do get, it doesn't, Saverin wasn't a good fit for Facebook. No, he wasn't. End. He wasn't even willing to move to California. He should have gone to Cal- He should have, he just didn't, he did not have the big vision. He so didn't like, see he it. So he made some big mistakes too. Oh, and signing that contract was a big fucking mistake too. Yeah. An idiot. Not having a lawyer look at it. Come yeah. on. You can't just, like, yeah, but, but he does, he did seem like he meant well. Right. Which, and, is, which is why you root for him. And you do root for him when you show Parker get dressed down. Yes. Uh, you know, in Facebook, Facebook HQ, when he just makes a move, like he's going to punch him and, uh, and, and Parker just Saturn backs gets down. some great lines at the end. He's, uh, he does. Yeah. You know, uh, I always like standing next to you, Sean, cause it makes me feel tough. Yes. That's great. That's and then, uh, you know, I'm not coming for 30%. I'm coming for all of it. Yes. Which is fucking awesome. It's an awesome line. Right. Uh, but Parker has some good, good, you know, good lines too. Like, what if I, do you want to know what I read about you? Nothing. Yeah. Like, that's a great <laughs> one too. There's some really good cutting from great, everybody. Yeah. Um, you see, yeah, Eisenberg as, as Zuckerberg, some like cutting down too, where he, he just, like, oh, uh, Oh, hold on. Let me just check your math. Yeah, I come up with the same thing when he's adding yeah, 19 and 1 or 18 and 1 to 19. 1, uh, but like, <laughs> so good. You know, it's it's so funny that, you know, I can't imagine anyone but Justin Timberlake playing Sean Parker. But do you know who was there initially up for the role? Who was? Jonah Hill. Oh, no. That, doesn't that, work. that doesn't work. He doesn't have the confidence. It's it's not, Jonah Hill's like the anti. Yeah. No, he's the everyman where yeah, this guy where Sean be Parker needs to be this like really handsome yep. guy that works the room. Everybody knows. Yeah. Sales guy. Super confident, yeah. Like even if you watch uh, Timberlake walk into that Japanese uh, restaurant uh, when they're when he's meeting yeah. uh, Zuckerberg for the first time, he's saying hi to every yeah, waitress. They're all, they're, they're they all, all like, know him. It's like, but it's so funny that he pick. It's not so funny. It makes sense. He picks that that restaurant because that's his like home base. That's yes. his high status area. Yeah. So he can work the room. He can have the power. He knows what to order. He doesn't even need to look at the menu. He knows, no. like you know, when you walk into your restaurant or you walk into your air, whatever it is, you automatically have a different power. It's a, it's a it heightens you. And as a young guy, I mean, he was probably only twenty five, so he's a little bit older than them. But he's only maybe twenty five there. For him to understand that idea of status and having your home base and yes. being comfortable and that's 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 some high level thinking. And for that's a kid. where he. It's so funny because like he would never have been able to do things. Saverin did up top. Like no. you know, like Saverin no. was so quick to write that code and also work him into Harvard. Yes, because I mean, Sean Parker didn't even go to college or flunked out or whatever, left right. college or whatever. Yeah. Like he didn't even you know. But so so Saverin was so important to get him that initial yes, bump. Absolutely. But then at some point, it's all about working the room. It's it all about sales. getting that angel investor money. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's. Uh, that all is, is great. And then obviously, the, I guess that if I pick one flaw and I'm really nitpicking really hard. Sure. They go out of their way to kind of throw Sean Parker under the bus at the end with that party. It's pretty, I don't know if that's necessary. They do, but I wonder if he had demons. Oh, but even if he had demons, maybe it didn't make sense to do it. But why? 
Because you needed to show, I think you needed to show Zuckerberg close that relationship, bookend that relationship. They do, right. And maybe, because if they did it without some that party scene, then it looks like he's just a complete robot cold guy who's just, you know, cutting off all of his relationships. Yeah. Giving himself his own, his own little. It um, feels rushed. Dump. Yeah. Um, it doesn't, it, do, it just feels. It would be interesting to know what was in the book. Yeah. Because that might. That might detail why that happened. Just, I can see why you say that. It just felt, it just, it's the only thing in the movie, I'm, every time I watch it, I'm like, ah, it just doesn't quite feel as organic as the rest of the film. Mm. Uh, and the downfall isn't that, I guess the other thing too is like, it just, it felt kind of like, I mean, we've all had friends that have been arrested, I guess not for having cocaine in the room, but like just been arrested for like having yeah, that a party, was kind underage, of a, like. Yes, they couldn't make them look. Like underage drinking, isn't that, or whatever, or underage party. Yeah, with the coke so It stuff. seems like small stakes compared to, but, but maybe it's not. It sounded like before. I think they talked in the movie about him and and um, under. They made well, a point. Well, Saverin makes a joke. How old are the girls, Sean? But they're, he's they're, impolite to ask. <laughs> right. That's right. That's right. I think because there was a news article that talked about it too, though earlier. I think. I think. Yeah, one they, of them referenced it. They do. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not a major. It just it's the only thing where it's like I can ah, see. It just doesn't. I, yeah. It almost feels it doesn't quite fit exactly. But um. But, but I, I think I think they also wanted to make it so at the end of the movie. Uh, Zuckerberg's completely alone. It's strange too. I don't know if they needed that there because I think the general there's uh, so Sean Parker's a very divisive character. If you pay attention, if you paid attention to all him at all. So on one side you have the record companies, big bands, you know, kind of the people setting the cultural um, conversation in in the country against him because he creates Napster, which makes the gives us the it's a, just a, it's a file sharing tool which just allows us to share music with each other um and that does upend the music industry of course it does that absolutely does and they do a great job for, showing out in the, in the movie in and and in my mind like for that it's a great tool like i i think that was that's an awesome tool that ability to share information in a decentralized way is so important like it ha- that has so many ripple effects that we don't even need to get into here um so he's so to me he's a good guy or that that's a good thing. But to other people, you know, who would listen to say Metallica, um, talk about him, he, they would they would really demonize him. And also, you know, copyright issues and all that would really yeah, demonize him. So so he's already polarizing. I don't know if you needed that scene because if you are aware of him at all, you would think of him as a polarizing. Well, character. I think they wanted to show Zuckerberg being alone. At yeah, the end of the movie. I wonder. If so he's just yeah. caught, he's just refreshing by himself. Now, as far as Napster, I used Napster. When I was in college, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if it is a good thing. Like it is copy. It is it, it and it, like they make a great. There's a great line in the movie. It's like uh, I brought down the record companies, and and Saverin goes, uh, "Pretty sure record companies still exist." Yes, they do. And then and then uh, Sean Parker goes, well, "Would you want to buy a Tower Records?" And it's like, "Well, Eduardo," and it's like, "It's like obviously you don't like." Yeah. And, and we've seen now what happens. Like you know everything now oh, is, is, is well. I mean, the music companies finally wisened up, and they went their they, way of streaming. Right. And now the artist just gets fucked. But uh, that's going to change too. Pennies on a song. But that's right? gonna. That's always what happens, though. So the technology that allowed the file sharing. So the big corporations have the money to to get beyond, get behind it, and they're using it for their own right. advantage right now. But that technology exists where it'll be decentralized, and the power will actually end up going to the end user. We will we will be beyond Spotify 
and beyond Apple Music in the near future. But what happens to the musician? Do they ever get paid for their songs? Oh, yeah, 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 because uh, blockchain technology solves this. It really does. It allows you to collect micropayments off of things uh, and establish ownership off of things in a, in a really brilliant way. So they're basically using the same tools that they are, but against them. But Napster itself, though, is not great. No, I think it's great because it just depends on how you define intellectual property um, and what ownership means. If I had a band and I made a CD and now everyone can get it for free, I would not be happy. I would be happy because it means probably means that more people are are exposed to my music mm, okay yeah I mean, I guess, I mean, we I can talk about ip yeah. and stuff at another time like this is a bigger conversation you right. have to understand you have to talk about you have to talk through what ownership means and it's a, it's too much for this podcast it really is okay like physical things you should, like can you really own an idea really no yes no you can't no, if, I, if i'm the drummer on weezer and everyone now is downloading buddy holly i'm pissed it's, it's that simple of course you're pissed but we don't have to get into it. <laughs> so I think that, okay, but that's good. So yeah. you have a, you have a, a net, ne- you have a negative ex- uh, feeling oh, around it. I mean, it. I do. I also used it. So I feel like a hypocrite, you know? Well, but that's fine. You can be a hypocrite. It could have been useful for you, but you could also think you were doing a bad thing. And that's fine I too. I, I, I didn't, I should be honest with you. I was, I was 21 or whatever. I didn't think too much about it. What I mean is now in retrospect. Oh, now in retrospect. Yeah. yeah I kind of have some conflicting thoughts about it. Okay. But that um, just, that's all I'm yeah. saying is he's a conflicting character. And I character. think Sean, Car- Sean Parker right, is, conf- is a conflicting. Like, yes. Like you said, even this movie, they, you know, they do try the movie does angle him a bit more in a villainous light obviously with some of the things we see from just the story the story uh the way the story goes about things but they are they do show that he is the one that gets the peter thiel money like and they do show initially you know they get that money and then now they're in this beautiful office yeah and it's like all right well sean parker did that and yeah he and that's a big deal and you know without they were going to need an angel investment. Of course. Because they, were, they were going to because they were just growing so fast they needed to be able to pay for their servers. Like it's servers. cool Eduardo wrote code on a window. Yeah. But like that only gives you so much. At some point you need more. You, you need to make need it more. into a product, yeah. And, and I th- that's what I love about this movie was that it's kind of fearless and it'll show the bad guy or whatever also doing things that are really helpful. Yeah. And it shows the good guy uh, kind of being a fuck up. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, it kind of lets you, the audience... You make the decision. You make the call. They do hold our hand a little bit with some of the Eduardo scenes, uh, but at the end of the day, and they do kind of have, I'm not a huge fan of the um, the final scene with uh, uh, Rashida Jones and, and Zuckerberg, and she kind of like The kind of needed a coda. Yeah, like we don't need that. Well, I think it was a good idea because it's a, com- a complicated, I see why he did that. It's a complicated thing. It's a complicated subject matter. And there's a lot of, there's a lot of stuff happening. And with a, a very complex, um, and amazing and brilliant, but a very complex script. We probably didn't. We, I don't, we probably didn't. I don't it. think you need to have it said, like, you're not an asshole. You're just trying to be, I don't think we need the movie to tell us that. I think the movie says it all Yeah. with him clicking refresh, hoping this girl that he hasn't talked to in years. will we'll just his take friend. his friend request. Yes. Because he's completely alone. Yeah. That is a chilling and amazing, yeah. uh, you know, just you know, snapshot, if you will. Uh, you, you don't you don't need any more than that. That tells us all we need to know, and uh, all we need to know about a large portion of our society who does the same fucking thing. It even talks, and like I said, we talked, uh, and I guess I opened this uh, conversation up saying this is the most important movie of the last twenty years. One thing it talks about internet trolling. Yeah. Which is a huge thing. You know, it's always been kind of a, a big thing since the internet's been around because people can do things from an anonymous perspective. Yep. And then now, I think with Twitter and some of the other things we have, it's become even a bigger deal. Oh, totally. Um, it's definitely more open. Because that shit sometimes would happen, it would happen a lot more, but but in on other platforms that were a little more seedy. So you'd see like 4chan and that yeah. type of stuff. But now, 
now we're really we're really able to see it live and you know in, in in full view i i wonder if it'll keep going in this way of anonymity or eventually it's going to be like listen unless you kind of just completely come out and say who you are then your statements will have no value this is what's going to happen is people will be able to um stake reputation on other people so you'll be able to see like you're my buddy so i would be able to basically tag you as somebody that i trust okay and so the more people and that you're networked with um that would tag you in that way the more other people would get would 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 trust you and see that you're not a troll so that's a way to, to maintain your anonymity so say you were uh you use an anonymous account but we did know each other in another way or i saw that maybe you were a news broadcaster and you were always broadcasting the truth i could say this person is someone i trust and without knowing your true identity like your birth name we could know that your identity your uh your anonymity online that identity is someone that we could trust so that's how we do it um so you could still maintain because there is a lot of good stuff about having anonymity from like you know distance from your home life and your and you as a human as a tax-paying human you don't want to get squashed by the state you know if you're if you're uncovering stuff if you're a whistleblower say you want to have that anonymity but you also want to have an ability for people to stake their trust on you to say that this person is is like a truthful person i think we're along with no we're not you're always optimistic and i'm always it's not about that it's like the the tools exist now yeah they're and they're i'm watching it happen like i i in the world that i exist i'm watching this happen real time i always sign the signs that people are usually despicable and uh but it's not. But it's about aligning incentives. Um, so people are despicable when they when not always. I mean, there are bad no, people. No, and there are I, good I, people. I was actually, I think most people are good. Most people are good people. But you do have. But a, yeah, you get a loud minority of people who are assholes, and they can disrupt the shit out of your community. A yes. lo- like a loud small group of people can just disrupt the shit out of your community. So, uh, yeah. But the the, the tools exist. It's, it's going to get better. It will. You, you're probably right. I think it'll take uh, probably more time than you than you say, just because I'm uh, I I look at how humans behave. But yeah. uh, but I I think you're right. I think eventually it, things will. I, I I would agree, but I will say I probably would I wouldn't have foreseen how negative it's gotten in the last like in 2010. I would no, not have foreseen this. It's uh it got ugly. Yeah. So like I, I just I it, it is it is in but this movie tackles that it tackles yeah. the internet troll or it talks about like what it you know why kind of people troll this guy's angry is alone and he goes back to his room and he starts uh, saying shitty stuff about this girl and it's like well you saw why he did it like, we saw the origin story because because she broke up with him and he was upset and yeah. she wouldn't listen to him anymore and then you see you know, so you get the motivation for why and you see it happen and even though you don't agree with it you can at least understand why he's doing it even if you don't agree with it and this movie does all of that in 10 minutes yes which is un- and, and it, it's incredible it, it's and it's all things we're tackling today it's it's a, it's a really it's a really remarkable job i don't know i i i'm trying to think of like you know we talk about what's the most important movie of a time i mean all the president's men, but I mean, that was dealing with such an important topic, yeah. you know, in, in, but that came out obviously in 77, um, you know, Pulp Fiction is so important because of how it changed the movie industry. Yes. It allowed for independent films to have, uh, a real, but from a cultural standpoint, from like talking about like, like big, bigger things that are happening around us in the world, you know, that, that affect us every day. Cause most people, um, you know, most people check Facebook every day. I know, I know not or social media in general, just, right. just, just say something, one of those. 
Uh, but even just Facebook. Yeah. I mean, most, most billions people, of people. Yeah. yeah. I, you know, people, half the internet pop or the world population has a Facebook page. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's, it's incredible. And, you know, and, and to see it, to see how it all started from, you know, kind of people you, know, you probably wouldn't have lunch with. Um, and, and they're all fighting about it. It's just amazing. It is, it is a masterwork in film. I don't know. And it's said, cause the topic itself is so boring it's and, the, so boring. and the people involved are, are so unlikable. So to make a movie like that work and make you care super hard and it, it, it really is. Every time I watch this, I'm blown away by how impressive this movie is. Um, and I have, I know I have it ranked, but for 13 of the movies we've covered, yeah, that seems, maybe that's, that's too low. low, but like I said, there is a, there is like, I like Goodwill hunting. I, I would, I will come out and say, I think Goodwill hunting. Well, it's a more emotional movie. I, I like Goodwill hunting more than the social network. It moves me. It, it makes me I see that feel things it's it's um it's incredible i really love the journey we go on i like i i love the characters more um but i'll say that i think that i know that social network is a better directed film yeah then this is like precision uh, this is this is like a surgeon precision this is like you know a fighter pilot this is top of your of your game director i have to imagine this is the movie that de palma wanted to make when he made movies like we you know what i mean this yeah. is the kind obviously you didn't know social media, but like when brian de palma was a little kid i'm guessing this is the kind of movie making something about something that everybody cares about yeah with kind of you know despicable characters and do it in, about a boring topic and make it wildly entertaining yeah i have to imagine i i I don't know if Fincher will ever, and it's it's a shame that this movie didn't get more Oscar. I know this is a so it was nominated a lot. It was it won three Oscars. It won for editing, yeah, which is which, which is, is great, incredible. It's great, it's great. Uh, it won for a score, which is it makes sense. It should. How great is the yeah. score? I mean, it's incredible. Yeah. And then it won for um, screenplay, didn't it? Uh, screenplay, yeah, right, which is adapted screenplay for this, right? Movie. Yeah, which is which absolutely it has to. Yes. The problem is. Uh, so I think, so the best, this, we've talked about this. This is the, uh, the, this is the black uh, swan year. It's the black swan year, but it's also best film went to, um, uh, the, King the King's speech, speech or whatever. Right, right. But, which, I, mean, I say black swan because we talked about it on that episode. Yes. Um, you know, this should have, that, that we all agree. Everybody in the world agrees that the King's speech should not have won. Right. So um, I want to go through the best picture nominees. Cause this okay, is, yeah. a, uh, uh, this is a amazingly great movie. I think this movie year is going to be one that people will look back on. 20 years from now, like we look back on 94, I think people will look back on 2010. Yep. So you have the King's Speech winning, which is, it's a fine movie. It's fine. It's fine. It's 127 hours, which is, you should watch that one. I haven't. You really I like that. Yeah. I know I just, James Franco's in a lot of hot water right now. Just trying uh, to put all that kind of yeah. that baggage behind, but it's a very good movie. Uh, Black Swan, which, yes. which we both loved. Yep. Uh, the Fighter, which yep. we both liked a lot. Yep. We did, uh, in case you missed it, we've done episodes on both of those movies. Inception. One of my, what's incredible. It's a great movie. Nolan's best. Or I mean, probably probably Dark Knight. Oh yeah, you're right. But but no one's second best. Probably um, the kids are all right, which I have not seen. Haven't seen it. Um, the Social Network, which is a, a awesome. brilliant instant classic, uh, yes. incredible film. Uh, Toy Story three, which I have not seen. I don't even know if I. I think I probably see it, but it's not. I don't know. It, it, but it, yeah, but it's, we did Toy Story one. We liked it, but yeah, but it wouldn't ever. If probably Toy Story one's better than Toy Story three. I'm I don't know. You like Toy Story three? Oh, maybe it's better then. But I don't think it. It's it's unlikely it belongs in this class. True Grit, which we did an episode on, which we did. I think we, we gave as a B or B plus. There's yeah, uh, good. There's some good I'm stuff. On the some, B side. Some, it's, uh, it's I, I'm just trying to. Yeah, from recollection. Uh, Winner's Bone, which I've seen. I think you have haven't. not seen it. Uh, it's 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 good. I would put it in like the True Grit class. Okay. Oh yeah. All right. So fine. True Grit, Winner's Bone, and uh, King's Speech. I kind of put all in the same in the same lump there. Yeah. So but, like movies like Inception, this one, Black Swan, Black Swan, and the Fighter, are, and the are fighter. The upper echelon. And this one, honestly, this isn't even. 
uh, social networks is a step it above is. those films. Yeah. yeah, I would probably go this, then Black Swan, then The Fighter, I think. And this but, is uh, similar to like what happened in 94, right? With the 94 Oscars, like, you know, Forrest Gump won, but in retrospect, we all know. And uh, Fiction got screenplay, didn't it? But Fiction got screenplay, so right. Same, 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 same thing. I always say, you know, uh, you know, the screenplay is kind of the the, the cooler. Yeah. Uh, I would have forgiven them, though, if they gave it to Black Swan or The Fighter. I would have forgiven. Me too. Because those are both brilliant movies. Because not only that, but want to hear the craziest thing? Want to hear the thing that even makes me fucking skin crawl even more? Yeah. Best director. Tom Hooper won for King's Speech. This is like. How is that possible? That, 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 that is a That's fucking wild. tragedy. Here's what was nominated. Darren Aronofsky for Black Swan. Makes sense. Think about how well that was directed. I mean, amazingly directed. David O. Russell for The Fighter. Again, another amazingly really directed, well directed yes. film. Um, David Fincher for Social Network. Of course. I mean, that might, this might be the best directing job ever. Yeah, it's up there. Like I said, I, I like the movie Good Will Hunting more. There's no question this is a better directed film. Yeah. Um, and the Coen Brothers for True Grit, which is... It's fine. It's, it's not fine. bad. It's fine. It's fine. It's a BB Honestly, plus movie. 127 hours. Should have uh, gotten Danny there. Boyle should have gotten nominated. Yeah. That's, a, that's a very well-directed movie. And then best actor, you have Colin Firth winning for King's Speech. Oh, that's a lot of King's Speech here. Jesus. So it would have been wrong. So if they gave... If they gave if, he's good in it. But if, they were give, if they gave this to Black Swan over Social Network, I would have at least understood. I would have understood. It's an artistic movie. But it's Aaron a Austin's vision. A it's beautiful. And he's a genius director. Directing that. Fine. Uh, but any even oh like even the fighter shouldn't like even 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 if it were the fighter over Black Swan or the Social Network, I still would have had an issue with it. As much as I love that movie, as much it's I a agree. great direction job. It is great. I agree. And any other year probably wins. But fucking the Kings, but Tom Hooper, Tom Hooper, what? he's the worst one of that list. Um, so best actor uh, Colin Firth wins for King's Speech. Colin Firth is very good, but. Uh, <sighs> Eisenberg has a better job. Eisenberg is good. And then James Franco is very good in 127 hours. Yeah. Uh, Jeff Bridges in True Grit. He's, he's, he's good. He's, he's good, but he mumbles. He's, yeah. He's good. I guess it wasn't a great actor's year. You know, we just talked about the last Oscars just happened. I did the Oscar. If you want to go back and the Patreon, I did a preview show there for the Oscars, oh, right. which, which no one watched. <laughs> which I, I get it. It's fine. Uh, but, um, but I did, I did the Oscar preview show. And in that show for the Patreon, I talked about, um, how this year is a very weak year for a film, but actually was a really stacked year for best actor. Yeah. It almost feels like this is the opposite in this year where you had a stacked movie year, but the, uh, the actors, what I wonder is, so I haven't seen beautiful either, but Javier, I know, uh, Javier Bardem, Bardem, yes. is a great actor. And so I wonder if maybe he, he would have been cream of the crop there, but Eisenberg, um, Eisenberg's better than, I haven't seen James Franco, so I don't know, but Eisenberg's very the, good. the best there that I know of. Eisenberg, I would agree. Yeah. And I think, honestly, I think if you could do it again, if they did a refresh on that, I bet Eisenberg wins. Because that's the performance you remember the most in this year. That's the, that's the performance yeah. where you're like, you're really, yeah. Um, yeah. really taken it back. It's phenomenal. Uh, and then, obviously, it wins for uh, best original score, which is maybe the best score. You So, you don't, you you, you dismissed that a little bit. Right? I didn't, I said, no, no, I, I don't know best ever, because we just watched Batman, and that, I know that he, we talked. Oh, this score's better. I think I, I love this. I don't know. I, I, I mean, mean, we're comparing great and great, but well, and I'm also thinking about appropriate for the movie as well. And this is that that's, they both get high, high marks for that. This, this score is so appropriate for this movie, but so is that it's just different. That one's more bombast. Um, there's so many like layers, like there's so many layers to this movie, but there's so many layers that score. I know like it, it comes different in different directions and, yep. and there's things going on in each song. Like, yep. you know, I was just, I was going through the tracks last night and like, there's like that weird darkness underneath that dread, but also, like, it's like a peppier stuff up top. Yeah. It's, it's a strange... You get the mechanical beep boops, too, of the yes. of the computer stuff, which is cold, and then but the dark strings underneath, which has got dread and emotion to it. it, it it's, a, it's a really well-done score. I'm not, I'm not knocking the score. The score's a great score. Should have won 
um, should have won the Oscar. But so the uh, only ones we think it really we the only ones we we have a huge issue with Best Picture. Yeah, we have a huge issue with Best Director. Yeah. Okay. We have a minor issue with Best Actor. Yeah. And then is there anything else that should have won? I mean, so cinematography wasn't it nominated for? But the oh, problem Jesus is you've got Christ. Inception there. Inception should have won that. And Inception is a one of the best visual experiences that is you'll ever that, have. I mean, this is how did Nolan not get nominated? Tom Hooper wins. I know that's it's that's fucking bullshit. bullshit. Yeah, people don't like Nolan for some reason. People don't like Nolan. Well, now Nolan like now yeah, Nolan got some. Um, uh, when he's basically saying people should go back and watch movies during a pandemic. <laughs> that yes. didn't go very well. No, no. no, I think people don't know what, yeah, I think they're, you're right. There is a, it's like a Ben Affleck situation, right? They're kind of like yeah. a little bit distant on him. And that's too bad because he did finally get a nomination for Dunkirk though. But, um, and okay. Uh, wait for what part for director? Yeah. And it's fine. It's, that's not, it's good. It's good, but it's not, that's not his best. Best cinematography inception did win. Why? Uh, right. F- Fizer. Who, who's Fizer, great. Sorry. Uh, Black Swan, so King get, Speech. King Speech should not be in there. But no, uh, no, Black Swan is absolutely, it's a beautiful, it's another uh, well done, incredible cinematography. Social, no, Social Network and True Grit. True Grit did look pretty. It's beautiful, but it's, you know, it's the King West. King Speech looked pretty. I don't mind a nomination there. I get, I'm not going to go. But you're not doing anything. You're not doing anything. Like everywhere. So a little detail. Like I felt like I was in Boston. I felt like I was in England. Yeah. I felt like I was in um, in, 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 California. in California. Like I know those two places yeah. pretty well. And uh, that's that felt right. Well, a lot of that's uh, that's a lot of that's like set design and that's and true too. And, and, uh, but but it's also how you shoot it. And I mean, and the coldness of the winters in Boston and and uh, you know the, the also, sky scenes. You're and, also shooting people on a computer, right? That's it's so boring, yes. and so, they somehow make it exciting. That may be as hard as shooting all the changing world stuff in Inception, because at least that's big and 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 draws you in. Where this is little detail. The Inception stuff though is magic. It is magical. It's incredible. Yeah. But this uh, might be as hard. It's it's to it's, show it as it's, good. I, I don't. I have no issues with that. Okay, me neither. So so our big issues then are really best best actor. I mean, I'm sorry. The real issues are best picture. Best best, best director is. Uh, yeah, that's, that's an insult. That's an insult. Um, yeah, the role the Academy loves Tom Hooper, and they, you know, they don't, they don't like Chris Nolan. And what else has Tom Hooper done? Uh, I'm sorry, I'm don't even. Yeah, but, uh, but it's fine. That movie, I like that movie. I think I saw it with my grandmother. Actually, he's gotten, a, he's gotten another nomination. Let's see. I think right? I, I might have even seen the King's Speech in the theater I with did. my grandmother. King's Speech is a good. It is a good. Yeah, it's a great grandma movie. It's, it's a good movie. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a good. And Colin Firth is quite good in it. Um. I actually like that movie. I, I like that movie quite a bit. It just doesn't stack up to those to those other ones. Though. It would. I wouldn't have seen that. With, uh, that that's wrong. I wouldn't have seen that in the theater with my grandmother. But uh, but it, I for some reason I have that. Maybe I watched it on video or something afterwards. I have that that connection. But it's a family movie. You you can watch that and it's Tom perfectly Hooper, good. That's what I was thinking of. What? Tom Hooper directed Cats. That was the movie that. that oh no! <laughs> Fuck Cats. He directed. Uh, he directed the Danish Girl. Um, I haven't actually um, seen it. I haven't seen that. He directed Les Mis. See, I'm not interested in such. Yeah, films. I'm, I'm not either. Well, actually, um, Les Mis was good. That's the one where uh, Hathaway won. Um, didn't yes. she win? And she, I saw her performance, and it is her performance. There's a maybe she's in a jail cell. Or I don't know that. I, I don't. Yeah, really yeah, know yeah, yeah, yeah. That performance that she did is off the charts. I've you know for that five minute song that she does is an amazing piece of art. But I haven't seen that movie. I heard Cats is just incredible. Oh my god! Can you can you imagine? Memory. Well, I get, but I guess they're all in like weird. Suit. I guess it's, it's. I've seen the images. Yeah, it looks amazing. It looks amazing. I I, I can't I, believe that thing got made. A cats is a concept. I fucking hate Andrew Lloyd Webber, except for Jesus Christ Superstar, which is beautiful. Yes, like I that's agree. an amazing yes. piece of art. Fine, you know you can have one good piece of art. The rest thing, everything else you do is shit. But I can't imagine anybody. Yeah, it must have had so much. Like snorted so much coke and it just had so much. 
you know, cachet that he could get that thing. Well, with, he's a, uh, he won best. He's won best director. And now, you know, I'm talking about uh, Andrew Lloyd Webber. Oh, getting, even getting about, that thing on making, Broadway. How about making that a movie? That's it's even that's less unfathomable because of we because the technology that we have. But it looked uh, the way that it looked that they didn't use it very well. Wild. <laughs> it's fucking horrible. Taylor Swift. I, I'd really I would love to. I'd I can't. Love, I would love to cover that for the show. I can't. Maybe I, we should do that as a watch along. I almost. It's going to be so yeah. bad. You just want to cover it. Yeah. Better um, to do a watch long of a movie that we we've seen. Let's do Boondocks. Boondocks yeah, I want to do um, that. But yes, but um, I, I don't know movie, else on this. But I'm surprised it's that low 20, uh, 13 for you. But uh, this will definitely there, this will this will a, probably unseat Jackie Brown. This will probably be for Jackie Brown. Put I, Jackie Brown on the hot seat. On I five. feel it's a beautiful film. I love that film. But I think this is there's this is better directed and it actually is a better script. Ooh. Um, I love Jackie Brown. I don't know what to say. I, I just, I think yeah, I, I can't go there. I, I, I understand why someone, there, yeah, I, I, cause I, I don't, there, we have lauded this movie quite a bit for showing people who are, you don't, you don't care about a yeah. lot in this movie. There is also an element to writing. There's something special about writing something where you do care about the characters. That's absolutely and you true. You do care about the characters in Jackie Brown a lot. And you do care about the characters in Goodwill hunting a lot. And, you and do. That, that has more value to me. Um, then, I'm not sure. It's four or five for me. It's either it's either right above Jackie Brown or right below Jackie Brown. Yeah, yeah. So whatever number. I have it thirteen, but uh, it's uh, I have it. Uh, it's in my top one hundred. It's my top fifty. I think all time. Like this is one of my favorite movies ever. It's a great. This one. is a perfect movie. It's a flawless movie. If you if someone says this is their favorite movie, then I have the I, problem I, is I can I'm, only I can I can only nod my head in in a, an agreement. You know, I, I I completely understand where they're coming from. You're gonna have a problem with Zodiac if you haven't seen it in a while, though. I don't have a problem with that movie. What I mean is, if you love that movie, that becomes your favorite Fincher movie. You're gonna have a problem putting that ahead. You know, no, I, I, but I, I have. But I don't think that's the case. I saw it when it came out, and I didn't didn't love it. You didn't love it. That was really good, but I haven't seen it in forever. Yeah, when it came out. Um. Okay. Anything else was? I mean. We'll both recommend this movie, and you should definitely see. Oh my god, have it. I mean, it's amazing. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. Go see. Movie. Actually, I am sure most of you've seen it. Go see it again. It holds up really well. It watches. The cool thing is, too, you can actually. It's a. It's a. It's a perfect cable movie. You can a is PG thirteen, which is amazing because it doesn't feel like they dumped they muted anything down or dumped anything down, and then you can pop in wherever you can. Like this is the kind of movie. It's, if it's just on cable, you can just like pop in like halfway through, and and you can just jump right in. It's I don't know why. It's it's super rewatchable. I think because. There's so many layers to each character yeah. and there's so many layers to each motivation and the score is so good so and good. the way it's shot is so brilliant. So there's so much stuff going on. Like even the deposition scenes are really interesting and fun to watch. They are. Just to watch their characters react and watch that friendship, that broken friendship be in full view. It's it's really, it's a really impressive movie. I love the detail of, of his, of, uh, of Zuckerberg's lawyer. Just this little detail of him getting like starstruck when he asks, "Oh, which famous actor yeah. was at Harvard?" and 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 Zuck turns, "Does it matter?" <laughs> I love that little detail of him. The answer, him by the way, is uh, I believe it's not important. Well, yeah, that makes yeah. yeah, that makes sense. But uh, but yes, it right. This it doesn't <laughs> so matter. Far. Right. Uh, just those little details. Those those, those are good. Uh, the contempt. Anything else? Yeah, see this movie. Oh, see it again. I'm sure people see, see it again. See it again. See it multiple times. All right. When I see. Okay, so um, this is uh, Just the Way You Are, 
by uh, Peter Jean Hernandez, also known as Bruno Mars. Um, the issue with the song is it is uh, something that you can size up in like two minutes and you're done. It's... That chord progression, uh, how we would describe it as in like, you know, from in music terms, it's the chord progression of one, six, four, five, and it is the most common chord progression in music. Um, it's also known as doo-wop chord progression because every doo-wop song that's what was created in, in you know, in the doo-wop era of music here was written basically with that, that chord progression. So, uh, you, when you hear it, um, as someone who pays attention to music, like you easily identify exactly what that is. And as so often happens in songs that we uh, cover that have hit number one or been on the Hot 100, particularly the more modern ones, um, if they don't do anything different um, with that chord progression, then it's just a hollow song. It, does, it doesn't mean anything. And you, you listen to it and you're just bored. I'm immediately bored. I hear those, fir- those first four chords. And I know, okay, this is one, six, four, five again. Um, are you going to give me something else with it? And he does. I mean, he has a nice voice, but he doesn't, he doesn't give us anything else with it. So it's just this hollow song that, that's just a throwaway vapid song. Um, I, he names the album Doo-Wops and Hooligans. Mm, so i wonder you know i wonder i don't know um so i have i i respect bruno mars like i think he's a i think he's a he's a very talented guy um he's a good singer he's written hit songs for other people too not just himself um i think he's a good performer and some of his other songs that happened later on later albums did we cover another one of his songs yeah i like it that's uh i can i can't remember the name of the song but i can hear it in my head um that's a, a way more fun song but it's more of the time um or like, do you know the the time, the band, the time, um, more stay in the time, like oh, okay, the Prince yeah, time yeah. period. Yeah, it's yeah, that yeah, style yeah, yeah, of yeah, music. Yeah. I like that. That uh, that kind of funk. So you hear like I see. I hear more when I hear Bruno Mars. I hear more like this is going to sound like an insult. It's yeah, not, no. not meant to be, but like, it's a minor league Michael Jackson. Yeah, like, he well, because I do hear some of that. Yeah, <laughs> I was thinking about that too. So big pop star. The difference between amazing pop stars. So you can have. People who sell a lot of records, um, ultra famous people that do songs that a lot of people like. The difference between the difference between someone like Michael Jackson and someone like Bruno Mars is he won't. Michael Jackson would never be satisfied doing a chord progression like that without having other elements that made him interesting. He 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 wouldn't he wouldn't have done that. That's and part of that is the people that he surrounded himself with. You know, you have Quincy Jones there who's helping to write. Um, but that's the big difference, and and it's the big difference with you know Britney Britney Spears is is nowhere near as talented a musician as Bruno Mars is. She does she's got an okay voice, it's fine, but it's not an amazing voice. Her songs are way better than Bruno Mars songs because of the people that she surrounded herself with, um, the writers around her, the producers around her made way more. The song Toxic is a way more interesting song. That's also song. her Such best song, a, though. But there, there's, uh, If You Seek Amy is a great song. There's a bunch of, of songs that are made really well. And uh, and so I don't I don't find her. She's not a great musician. She's not a great singer. She's certainly very pretty, and she can dance, and she can sell that music. Um, but her songs are way more interesting to me than Bruno Mars is because there's just no depth past those first, that chord progression. You know, the melody is nothing different. It's There's, it's, there's nothing there. So... I, um, but you can do it. So like, 
for example, you can create create this uh, chord progression and have it be interesting. But it's interesting because Benny King has such a like a he has such a specific voice. Yeah, but there's you know, listen to the listen to the percussion. Like the placement of that beat, that's not on the beat. That's on an offbeat. It just propels the song forward. You've got those nice strings in the background and nice low voices humming. I mean, this is a beautiful song. It is, absolutely. And it's because you can do that. Or uh, here's, you know, we've heard this a million times, but it's another beautiful song. Yeah, I mean, it is. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, right. we've overheard this song. But no, it's, it's still beautiful. I mean, it's, it's a amazing. beautiful it's song. A, it's, yeah, it's and, an incredible and song. What makes it that way, you've got, you hear the, hear the guitar. It's a muted guitar that he's playing outlining the chord with this this palm mute there. So it's really um, it sounds like a pizzicato, which is a, you're like plucking a a, um, a a violin string. And but there's also a darkness in this. And it's dark, yes, and it's very subdued. A lot of times when um, when Sting sings, he's kind of screaming uh, with the police. Yeah, yeah. Where here he's soft yeah. and kind, even. Fucking, um, who's the drummer? Not Summers. Uh, Andy Summers is the drummer. Andy Summers, yeah. Um, he's a bombastic fucking drummer. He's a cr- an incredible drummer, but he's he's got like a lot of flavor and flair and doing crazy shit. Subdued, chunking right along, yeah. just supporting this beautiful song. I mean, you can do this chord progression in a really interesting way that when people are confronted with it, they're not just bored. And Bruno Mars doesn't. Um, he just. I don't know if I'm bored when I hear this song. The song sucks, dude. I don't know. I, I I think it's I think it's I think it's more I think it's more fun than you're letting it on. Now those songs you're talking about with Benny King or, or the Police, those are. Give me. Let me give you another one. Those are classically. Those are classic great songs. And I need you now That's a great song. I mean, these are like amazing songs, though. Yes. Oh, yeah. Holy Cups the Heart is great. Like Bonnie Tyler. And you also. Was that, Her, yeah, I Bonnie love Tyler's voice is incredible. It, like she has like incredible that voice. song, like it's like yeah, it's perfect. So we're talking about like Sting's voice. Bonnie Tyler's voice and Benny King's voice. Bruno Mars isn't going to do that. Like you're expecting too much. I, I mean, what do we hold film standards to? Well, yeah, but you can also be like, all right, well, that was like Moonstruck is like is pretty good. Like it was a good movie really we enjoyed. Good. And like, but like we didn't, we're not comparing it to, to Goodfellas, you know. No, but we are. That's why we grade it the way we do. We gave it a B plus or an yeah, A minus or something. Right, it's yeah, it's yeah, a really yeah. good, well made movie with right. some great acting, and you know, and it was a surprise for us. It, yeah. it did some things that we we forgot about when we saw it as, you and know, I saw like, as a kid. Struck more than this song. Don't get oh me my wrong. God. But I, but I, but, but you know, there's. I think this is a fine pop song. This, I, I think, you're right. The Bruno Mars has done better, some better stuff. And it, honestly, like halfway through the song, you're like, all right. I, I always, you know me, I'm always like listening for the lyrics. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. It's like, all right, we need another layer here, guys. Yeah. Like, let's yeah, go. Like, we, know. like yeah. we, we got the chorus. You can't just keep saying the chorus over and over again. Like, we need a little more here. Let's hear from Bruno. It took me months to come up with just the way you are. I wasn't thinking of anything deep or poetic. I was telling a story. Get ready to fall in love. I'm a big fan of songs like Joe Cocker's You Are So Beautiful and Eric Clapton's Wonderful Tonight. Two amazing songs, by I, the way. I agree. That, that are very simple premises and just... Like you, you are so beautiful to me. That's all he says. Basically, can't you see? You're everything I hope for. That there are like no lyrics to that song, and it is a phenomenal song. But once he, again, iconic he, voice, Joe Cocker. Okay, but you, but you need that like layer of a really like original, unique voice to make it work. But it's not just the okay. So it's the voice, it's the delivery, it's the personality. Yes, but I it's agree. also all the layers around. Right. Like it's just this piano. It's very subdued. It's just 
taking care to present the song in its best possible light. Could he have done that? Yes. He could have done that. You could do that with the song. I don't know if Bruno Mars has that same I know. personality. Like, you know, there's also a ceiling for people. Like, you know, Bruno Mars isn't going to be Joe Conker. I, I, I just, I, once again, I equate it to what we do with movies. Like, we are, we are, we are, we're grading it against greatness and against, you know, utter shit. So this isn't a F, you know, total trash. This is going to hit my bottom five, but it's boring. And it doesn't do anything for me. It's like watching, probably watching Mar- Marvel films for you. Where yeah, you're, it's, it's a fair comp. Yeah, and so, um, like, what would you call the? What's the worst Marvel movie you've seen in the last? You saw it's like six or seven or eight of them. I said like six. Maybe the the Hulk is is pretty rough. I guess that's one pretty that rough. I don't like. Uh, oh, I didn't. I didn't like the Avengers. You didn't like the event, the, fir- the first the first one. one. I've only seen the first one. Yeah, so maybe equate it to that, where it's where it's the bottom of the barrel of the Marvel, and maybe that's what this is. The bottom of the I've barrel. I've never seen. Of, I've of, never seen a truly bad marvel like you've never seen like a terrible marvel movie and i wouldn't call this trash like this yeah. isn't a movie that does everything wrong with someone who's out of tune and all that shit like it's presented well enough and it's orchestrated well enough it sounds good sonically but but uh but i would so i you know maybe thor one you probably have i saw that uh that's not a that's not good that is not good um there's a few of them i think maybe thor one is the worst yeah, i've only about. seen I, oh. sh- I shouldn't say i've only seen i've seen like half of thor one i should yeah. say captain marvel too is a really bad one the, thor the, one is one, right? a terrible terrible movie i didn't really like the cap- first captain america either um first character i oh, guess the second one's one a lot better but i haven't seen the, I, the first one it's okay is the second one so uh, i think the third one's civil war that's definitely cream of the crop second one's pretty good second one's one robert redford second one's when they drop down drop the. i haven't seen it oh i thought you have seen no i've only seen the first one i'm sorry i thought the first one was actually really well done but i had i had a pretty low expectation of that because i because i thought it was going to be really cheesy with the you know you can make that character really cheesy and it didn't it, it wasn't that bad um but but it's a similar situation yeah thor one's probably worse definitely worse um and so i that's that's where i'm equating it like but i but i would call that a in terms of a joyability i would call it still like a c minus like a no, d it's, it's not just, good it's like you talk about like eye candy a lot of times which which you know to go back to that for a second you know uh i was defending the oh not defending but i was sticking up for cheerleader more than you were that's that stupid song from the last week yeah right but like the difference is like you paid money to go see the Marvel. Movie. I would never buy the Omi Cheerleader <laughs> album. That's the difference. And like with this, I would I uh, Bruno Mars actually I think has a lot. I think there's some songs that he's done that I liked. If it was like if we didn't have a world of streaming, if it was like 1997, you know what I mean? Like we had to buy CDs and buy like we couldn't just get music online like that. I would I could see myself buying a Bruno Mars tape or whatever. Um, yeah. And and but it wouldn't. But it, like. The difference is there's be playing my radio head tape a lot more. Oh yeah. You know, but I, but I think there's a scope difference between what you're describing. You can, you, I could see why you could call me a hypocrite or me defending, sure. <laughs> me, no, but me defending the Marvel movies yes. as eye candy versus not defending this as ear candy. Well, this is, I, I definitely see a parallel here between how you feel about that and how I feel about that. But the difference is, and paying money for it is the scope is, a, is, is the scope is way different. That's a, even in an eye candy movie that's not amazing, there are still elements that are fun to be around. And it's a much bigger thing. Like it's, that's something that you do for two hours. Yeah. And there, but there are way less movies made too. Whereas right. songs, there's like a million, you know, there's a million of this song. But you also went to a, a Cineplex and you had 12 options and you chose that one. 
Um, which one? Which movie? Whatever. You yeah, choose, some of the Marvel you ones. Yeah. Mar- right. But like you go to the, you know, you have twelve. I, so there's twelve options there. Yeah, I choose Marvel. Like that's a. That's but a I want to cry in the comfort of my own home. You know, holding my wife. I don't want to cry in a theater. So I, I, I don't. I typically don't see dramas in the theater because it's just not. I like my experience at home better. Mm. It's just safer. I'll cry wherever. I don't give a shit. Yeah, you cry everywhere. I don't give a fuck. Well, fuck it. I'm just gonna cry. <laughs> I, 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 I'll cry wherever. I don't care. You're a brave man. Yeah, but, thank you. <laughs> but, but you know what I mean. Like I, so I really, I love the theater experience for for big. You know that that's why I go to where I like my home experience. But you're also, I said, you're paying money for things that are not. It's true, but these there's a million of these. So and and there's one. You know, there's ten of those. I, 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 there's a there's a difference in scope. Um, I can throw this away a lot easier than throwing that away. That's a that's a that's you know, like I have less choices. But on the flip side, I see I can throw. Right, but I, it's like, all right, that's three minutes of my time when I'm doing something yep. else, and I'm just like tapping my toe, yep. and I'm doing dishes, whatever or whatever. I'm, yeah, you know, I'm entertaining friends. It just pops on, uh, whatever. You know, having a party, whatever, it just pops on. Where like I'm not devoting an entire evening, you know, two hours driving to the theater, going yeah. to see. That's like that's a big commitment. I hear you. Well, you don't need that same commitment with something like this, but and it is easier to just kind of just chuck away. But there's better payoff with that, though. For me, there is seeing all the effects, seeing all these characters come to life in this, you know totally created world that's different than most other worlds that we've seen the comic comic book you sound like you lose disney world and all this is, i get to see this magical kingdom and no. people come to life I think art culture movies theater music is supposed to transport you somewhere else yeah I you know, know outside of your a mud, kind of life can be kind of mundane sure. and and it's inspirational too i'm not saying these are big works of art but it's but it is it's like to see something see a creative work that someone else has done reframes your mind oh that thing is possible right. oh that could be that could exist particularly with sci-fi or 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 this uh this type of movie so but with bruno mars similar to marvel yeah i think they're both especially at this stage of this is a good comp i think, think bruno mars 20 uh he yeah he's, he's young he's 25 big, he's, he's a pretty big star by then right by 2010 this is his first major album he had an ep okay. before and he did work with i remember other he groups. did this song at the super bowl it was actually pretty effective at the halftime show but uh, i thought he did a, did a great job at the halftime show but regardless he's good. yeah so he's, like, he's a good you know eventually you know you're not you know your box. Like Marvel isn't trying, you know, Black Panther excluded. Marvel's not trying to win best picture. It's not That's trying right. to, it's trying to basically just like shove cotton candy down your throat. And then you walk out of the theater, or you smile at your kids and you forget about it kind of thing. Yeah, I think I'm more optimistic about well, Bruno Mars. He's making the same kind of music. He's making music that you just kind of like tap your toe to the song ends. And then you, I don't know. I think he thinks it's art. Well, I'm sure that people do. I'm sure that people doing doing the Marvel movies. Like, if you're going to devote that much time, that's what I mean. Is I'm probably, sure, but on some on that level, level, though, I think if you actually like, put true serum in their veins, they're like, well, yeah, I know, I'll make yeah. It if you're an adult, movie. if you're an adult writing children's books, it's got to be the same thing. Where yeah, you're like, I, right. I, you know, I, stakes I of this, yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah. I, you know, and it, it's and I will do something to the best of your abilities, of course. But you know, I think at some point you're like, all right, well, this is kind of just disposable. And you're right, we are we're, we're critics here, and we always we said right from the very beginning, like from one of our first shows, like we're going to take it from our point of view. So if we're going to review a children's movie we're gonna look at it as adults because we are adults we, we are adults. pretend we, to be kids exactly and just like if we're gonna take a pop song all we can do is look at it from our perspective as 40 year old men yeah and um you know we might not be even the intended audience but that's but i do think this song is is more fun than you're letting on it's not fun but the other part is there's a lot <laughs> like <laughs> the other part is there's a like lot i of, said it's more fun than you're letting on there's a lot of, well okay to me it's not but it's to you it is it's not, I say it's like fun i maybe fun is is like is a stronger word than is deserved but um it's not it's it, it this doesn't this is this is i would say this is like a b minus song it's like the train wreck of songs 
you know, and, uh, yes, he, once again, I give that a D so right. we're, you know, um, but there's also a lot of supporting evidence that he is not good as a writer. Like he has a problem because here we are again, same chord progression. This is grenade. Yeah. Um, well, that's why he works with that Mark Ronson guy there, right? Then we're also on, this is lazy song. Of course, you see your heads up. Exactly. Same chord progression. Yeah, but that, I said that's why he has that partnership with Mark Ronson, though, right? Why? Would it, how, does that, how does that help? Well, because I think it fills in some of these gaps that Bruno Mars must have. But this is all from the same album. Here we are with I Want to Marry You. One. Six. Four or five. Same chord progression again. And, and simple lyrics as well. Simple lyrics. Here we are in Liquor Store. Same album again. One. Six. Four, five. We're talking, and two other songs on the album are so close that they might as well be uh, one, six, four, but five. But like I said, for the third time, this is why he he has a partnership with someone new. Because I think either maybe his agent, maybe the record companies, maybe himself. He's like, all right, I have a ceiling here. It's obviously a pretty pretty short ceiling here. I'm, it's I'm, a really short. I'm ceiling. running out. Of, I'm running out of ways to uh, to be creative. I need a little help here, and that actually is, I think, admirable. So like, if you're like, all right, well, I'm limited here. But I'm really good at this, but, yeah. I'm, but I'm not so great at this. How can I, like, when my car breaks, I don't even pretend to fix it. I fucking go to my car. I'm terrible with shit like that. So it's like, all right, well, if you have the ability to be like, all right. And I think, I, uh, oh, my God, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm so bad with song names. Maybe because it's a random. The, that song that Ronson and the huge hit they had, that Ronson and Bruno Mars have. It's a monster. Yeah. Um, I can't remember. It's a really good song. I, I mean, you know, I, I, that's, a, that's a really, that's one of the best songs that year. Yeah, uh, I'm looking up right now. I'm sorry. I sure, like no, idiot, that, that, but. that's fine. I just want to, but I want to take this as it was, as he was then, and probably as he is now, which is not a good writer. He's a good performer. I would agree with that. Um, can't write lyrics. I don't, I don't think anyone would disagree with that. Okay, good performer, has a good voice, and these songs are really Uptown basic. Funk. Uptown Funk. Yeah, that's the that's the one that's very Morris Day in the time. Yes. It's New Jack Swing-ish. And that's what, and I think Ron's that, able to get the best out of him. But the problem is, that is, I like that song but it is completely derivative. It sounds like Morris Day, which was all written by Prince, of course. That sounds like Prince's persona, Morris Day in the, in the time. That is a that is that is them. It's like, uh, who's the ripoff, um, who's the ripoff Zeppelin band now? Um, uh, what the fuck are they called? Oh, uh, I'll, damn it, I can't remember their name. You know any song they sing? I just listened to some too. Damn it. It doesn't matter. Okay. Bad radio. But but it's such yeah. a, like, that is, it's so, it is, it's, there's not doing any, he's not breaking any new ground. I would agree with that. Right. Not breaking any new ground. So, it's, that's just type of, th- it's like you're not really, an, you're not an artist. You're a technician, well, but you're not Ronson, an artist. I think that's where, that's where it's a good, I think it's a good marriage. I think they have made some fun songs. And I think Ronson being the technician and then Bruno Mars kind of being more the artist. But you're right, there are some limitations there with, with Bruno Mars' artistry. Yeah. Um, I think, I think they can, as far as pop music goes, some of that stuff is really in that scope, just looking at it from that perspective. So I guess once again, looking at just at Marvel movies, yeah, like Iron Man is really good. It right? is. Like Iron Man is like, is great. Is Iron Man a great movie? Is, is Iron Man like a very great movie in any other scope? Yeah, probably not. It's, it's, it's really it's good. good. Yeah. It's really good. It's a good movie. But it, like, but Iron Man is like Casablanca compared to other Marvel movies. <laughs> yes. We're like, compared to pop music, Bruno Mars and Mark Ronson, some of their stuff is really good. But if you take it, compare it, you know, compare it to, you know, Phoenix, which we're talking about on the Patreon show. It's, yeah. yeah, it doesn't, doesn't hold it's up. It's not going to hold up. You compare it to 
I don't know, whatever, or music I like, Beastie Boys. Like, I, so, I love Beastie Boys. There's no comparison to Radiohead. There's no comparison. Just, you yeah. know. So, but if you just look at it from a very small window of pop music, it's, it's pretty good. It's really good. I can't drill down like that because every time, if I hear, if honestly, you can, it's, it's totally different because you're way more contained in music with what you can do. There's just, there's 12 notes, that's it. So how you arrange them, what you do with them is, is everything. How you present them is everything. And then what you say on top of it, every little detail matters so much more than in a big budget, a big budget movie. I mean, those matter too, but like, but you could get away with, you can get away with kind of like a, not an amazing script, Batman, and still have it be in a really entertaining, awesome movie. Right. Um, because everything else there is so compelling, but yeah. with this, you're just so exposed. One, you know, if you don't, if you can't, if you can't do do something to account for the most basic level, your chord progression, then you're, you're, it's just it's fucked. And there are plenty of other people that can. And I know I was naming, but I wanted songs that I, I know I was naming iconic songs, but I wanted songs that you could that you identified with that you heard that, that were. Matt Matt thinks I've heard eight songs my entire life, apparently. No, but there are plenty of other other songwriters who can do 1645 in a compelling way, but maybe our audience and maybe you wouldn't have have heard them. I mean, that that chord progression, it's most popular for a reason, but there are people who can do it well, and he can't. I mean, as he tried in seven songs of his 10 on this album. So, um, you know, thumbs down for the the song. uh, I'll give it a thumbs up. If, it, if we're doing that, this is like I, your music taste lately has just been really, <laughs> really, really poor. I don't get this. It's fine. It's 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 a very very white. But I, I yeah, music is a little harder to do. But uh, but, yeah, it's uh, nowhere nowhere near the movie. Okay, we covered. What the fuck were you doing? Yeah, so I'm gonna cheat a little bit and go to December, um, just because it's a funny story. If you didn't tell us, we wouldn't even know. Well, you would. That's oh, the problem. Would. Okay. Um, so I'm gonna go to. I'll tell you the date. December sixth, 2010. Yes. So um, I uh, <laughs> I uh. So for three years, I would go to the Pats Jets game. I'm a Jets fan. Yep. In case people don't know. And I was living in New England. Huh. Okay. What's that? I'm just wondering if I know where you're going. Continue. Continue. You you don't. You don't know where I'm going. So uh, I promise. If you do, then I'm really disturbed. Um, So uh, the Pats Jets, uh, I went to the first game in 2000. The first time I went to, I got in July, I think. No, maybe it was the first time I went to July. It was 2008. I went to old Sullivan Stadium as a kid. Yeah. But, uh. Uh, 2008 i went and the jets beat that was brett Favre, uh was the quarterback of the jets that oh, one right. year and he beat the patriots because uh you know they had matt castle as the quarterback I that's believe. right and Ooh, it was a thursday night game they won it was very exciting so but i went with my buddy mike who is a he has past season tickets but he was nice enough to bring me i don't go i don't wear jets gear i cop when the jets do well yeah but, but like just, i'm in there i feel yeah. like i'm in i'm in their house like yeah. you know when in rome be respectful like don't be an asshole I'm also like my buddies have passed i don't want to cause yeah you know, I, I'm not. Plus, those night games can get a little bit rowdier. People been drinking all day. I just, I just don't want to. I, mean, I always, I do. I clap when the Jets do well, but I'm not. You're I'm not heckling. You're not an obnoxious yeah, bitch. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So the next year, Mike brought me again, and that was, uh, uh, it was Mark Sanchez's rookie year, and uh, Pats won. Now the Jets went to the uh, AFC Championship that year, I believe, but uh, the Pats won that game, though. So, you know, the rivalry was pretty, you know, this is like the last time, literally the last time the Jets were good uh, was this time. So it was kind of, it was kind of contentious. So, it was cool. so uh, my buddy Mike moved to uh, the Bay Area. Um, in fact, he has a podcast I recommend, uh, The Pod Where It Happens. If you live in the Burlington Mass area, he talks about that on his podcast. Oh, so interesting. if you're into Burlington Mass, go check out The Pod Where It Happens. Uh, it's, uh, he, he does a good job kind of hitting some restaurants there. Mike, friend of the show. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so Mike moved to the, to the Bay Area and he... Uh, but he still kept his tickets because he said, I'll probably come back home. Yeah. And he did eventually. And um, uh, so he's like, 
so I'm like, oh, cool. Can I get the Jets tickets off of you? Uh, so I, you know, he was very, obviously he's, you know, only, I only paid face, you know, he was, yeah, he was good yeah. about it. He could have scalped him for a ton, you know, and he, he never did though. He always sold all of his tickets to friends and stuff, which is pretty awesome. Pretty, yeah. Pretty classic. Really um, so I brought my step, my stepdad's been a long time Pats fan. So we went, so it was a Monday night game and, um, it was, uh, inst- it was, I think it was the game where they put Troy Brown in the Pats hall of fame and they put his ring. They, they had a big presentation for Troy Brown at halftime, which is pretty cool. Troy Brown's a great player. Obviously, yeah. He is. Or a very good player played for a long time. Classy kind of like a Tim seems like a really super yeah. nice guy too. Yeah. Um, so, uh, the, the, this game was a disaster. If you remember, this was a Monday night game and the Pats would win the game 45 to three. Um, so, uh, I'm just going to let that detail go right out. Cause that, <laughs> it's, it's somewhat relevant, but also somewhat not to the story. So my stepdad and I, it was a Monday night. My stepdad and I believe we both were working. So we jump in the car after work and we hustle up to Foxborough. We get there in time before the game, but we didn't have time to like to tailgate or whatever. We just kind of sure. had a, had a bust in yeah. and we get in there and we just get something to eat. And I got a pulled pork sandwich from the concession. I forgot what my stepdad got. I ate it. We sat down by the first quarter. Pats are already smoking the jets, destroying them. Which is crazy because the Jets beat the past in the playoffs that year. But for yeah. whatever reason, this game, man, oh man, Belichick sure had Rex Ryan's number because it was a fucking, just a fucking disaster from the from the kick. I think it was, it was I'm looking at the box score, seventeen nothing at the first quarter. Ooh. It was twenty four three at halftime. <laughs> but I didn't see much the second quarter because that uh, that pulled pork did not agree with old. Chris. This is exactly what I thought <laughs> you were going to say. I knew we were going to go poop. Uh, so how did you, were you in the stall uh, no. next to me? Uh, so I, my, man, it was like, I was so uncomfortable. And it was pretty cold. It was, the, it was <laughs> and so we're, and my stepdad is all excited because the, the Pats are winning. He's a big Pats fan, so he's having the time of his life. Um, but I, uh, I go to the bathroom, in the bathroom at July. I mean, you know, by the, any of these, oh. but especially football, especially like a night game. Oh. Guys have been drinking all day. So like the whole, everything for some reason, like somebody's bathroom, everything's covered in piss. I yes. don't know, like, who is pissing all over the floor and the yeah, walls? They don't know who how Who are to, these people? They're fucking Because you idiots. don't see them doing it. I've never walked into a bathroom and saw just, someone just pissing all over the floor. No. All over the... But yet you walk in, there's always water and piss everywhere. And like, then you got to pick the right stall. And of course, some of this, you know, some stall doors have been ripped off. And if you got a shit, you, you need you want some privacy. You're a little bit. So, like, you know, some some stall... And then, of course, so then I, I find one that's not completely, you know, like, you know, completely... <laughs> Disaster zone covered in piss so oh. uh i know i know you do, do best you can you know you wipe the seat with the toilet you get a bunch of toilet you do the best you can to wipe the piss off you sit down no i'm just it's just crazy i mean the amount of it is just out of control like there's small villages coming out of my butt it's just it's madness and <laughs> and then of course the stall next to me is a guy just like you know he's so drunk he's throwing up oh no you know everywhere all oh. over the floor and i now now, now of course then you get self-conscious you're throwing up because i'm shitting <laughs> or is he throwing up because he's, he's so drunk or is it a combo so like i get back after this adventure and i like well i, I like you, you you, you take a huge shit. You, you <laughs> like, you, are, like, you got the sweats. Like, you're like shell shocked. Oh. And you just like, you walk back and my stuff. I was like, you okay. I'm like, I don't know. Like I, something's really, really off with that food I had. But then Jesus, like you got a two hour car ride back too. So uh, that's what I'm thinking that too. Yeah. So I'm like, oh man, I can't have this. No, you, know, you got to get it out now. Right. And honestly, it wasn't like I had much choice. Cause then like three minutes later, I'm like, I got to go bathroom again. And my stuff, I was like, oh, oh you know, okay. So I, I hustle back in there. I find my, my stuff, you know, at this, point, at this point, it's monograms. <laughs> they, have, they have my name on it. Uh, you space. know, going to town again, you know, just completely, <laughs> it's, you know, it's complete disaster zone. It's, it's just awful. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it was so crazy. I felt fine. Like until I had that, po- it must've been something in that pulled pork sandwich. Oh yeah. So, um, 
uh, so, you know, I ended up going back to, I think, four times. And then after the third quarter, we bounced. Because the third quarter, by the third quarter, it was um, uh, tw- 31 to 3. So, like, the game wasn't in doubt. Plus, you want to beat that traffic. Yeah. Uh, plus, yeah. we both had to work the next yeah. day. So, I was... I was like pale white. I looked like <laughs> I looked like I had just seen like a, a you know someone get murdered in front of me. I would I remember just like walking like like stumbling back to my seat and looking at like some like how the Gillette has like those light towers. Yeah, and just looking at it, just being like kind of like mesmerized by like the light tower. I was just like so rattled. <laughs> and uh, so like yeah, so not only did the Pats like completely annihilate my team, I was so sick. And uh, I was telling someone the story the next day at work. And they're like, oh, did, were you wearing jet stuff? Did they know? Like, did they poison your? F-? I said, no, I wasn't no. wearing any jet stuff. No one had they any wouldn't have idea. done that anyway. No, I just think the food no. was just bad or didn't agree. But I, I liked pulled pork sandwiches a lot. I couldn't eat pulled pork for no. like I would say, I couldn't eat a pulled pork sandwich again until I moved back to New Hampshire, like six, seven years later. So after this, I'm sorry. After the story, I ended up moving to New York a year later, and I was in New York for like four or five years, and I moved back to New Hampshire. Only then did I even attempt to have a pulled pork sandwich again. There are some types of oil that when people cook with them, are people are sensitive to. Uh, I I know I am. And like it, sometimes, I remember Joyce's Kitchen. Did you ever go there? And, uh, it was in Newmark. She just died. Joyce just died. Like uh, I guess she was a very nice lady. I don't know her at all, but I guess she was very, very nice. Yeah, she was nice. Um, I think maybe it was during the flooding that they had to close. There was something going, some, there, I can't remember how, why. There was something, I think something environmental made them close. But I think she, I think it's her. She used, or they used to cook with a type of oil and make the eggs really big. Um, and it does not agree. It did not agree with me. So you can do that. You can cook. I wonder if they were cooking the pulp because it's cheaper to cook in, in really, um, shitty vegetable oils. Yeah. Like a conglomerate, uh, just a mix of corn oil I mean, and some I've other things. Eaten, I mean, I, you know, I, no, I know, but sometimes, food, you know, I worked in my baseball for years. And- yeah, maybe. Or, but it could have been the type. And sometimes too, if you don't, um, I know people don't think that they need to, but if you don't refrigerate some of these oils, they can go rancid and you don't necessarily smell it and tell. And you can't really tell. So I I wonder. Right. Either that or even the beef. Like, you know, it could have been, but a lot of times it wouldn't happen that fast. It It happened instantly, dude. Usually it's the oil because your your stomach will feel it and initially uh, something will turn on. It was something. And it was like, it was quick. And it, like, you know, obviously we've all had, I call them poop attacks. We've all had poop attacks, (laughs) you know, in our lives for whatever reason. But like, I, I I don't know. I haven't had too many where it was just like, there's and it was just, it was do. like the worst thing because like you know I'm trying to watch the game with my stepdad and I like, keep bailing out and he knows I wasn't like no he's not one to be like oh because the Jets are losing no I don't, I, don't, you know, I don't get that upset I don't yeah. get that care that much you know I, I also wanted just to win but like I was really upset they lost but I'm not gonna like not watch the game I no guess, that's lame. dumb it was just I was you'd like, rather spend time in the fucking toilet no yeah and yeah and uh, it was just oh god it was awful and uh so I haven't been back to Gillette since not because of that necessarily but just because I ended up moving to New York yeah and came back and also it's like. Uh, I'm a big fan of going to football games because nah. it's cold. Not, and, not, and also the pulled pork. No, but because it's cold. Um, the experience at home is so good. What's that? The experience at home is That's so good of watching like, football. I like watching Red Zone. Uh, I, I, I like to bet on football. I, like to, I do fantasy, so I have all these laptops up. Uh, Laura likes see. to watch the games with me, so we, we're watching all the games, and the dogs are there. Yeah. I make chili. It's just, you know, it's just such a great experience. We're going to football games. It's, even you if you have the good good seats 50 yard line whatever you still can't see like you can see on tv yeah and, and you're missing all the other games so the cool thing about i the reason i like going to this one and the reason i like going to that thursday night game was i didn't feel like i was missing the other games yeah but like that second game i went to um it's kind of sucked because i was during a sunday so i'm like oh, i don't know what's going on i remember checking oh, my right. fantasy over and over again yeah but then you're missing the game yeah the quality the service wasn't great you're just like ah this kind of sucks i'm missing out on 
part of the reason why football is so awesome is it's like a chess match. To watch all the pieces move is so cool, and you really need you need you need TV for that. And it's once a week, so you need you need to know what's going on. With, uh, I'm a big NFL fan. Yeah. I like to know what's going on with, uh, around the league and watching all the games. So it was. Um, yeah, I'm not a big like going to games. Fan. I think if I if I lived in a warm weather climate, like my buddy Brian, I talked yeah. about on the show a lot. Might be he, more fun. He had um Tampa Bay season tickets for years, and and he and he he's like, oh, the weather's good, but then he's like, eh, it kind of sucks to miss out on football. Plus, like, the home experience is yeah. so good. So uh, yeah, I'm kind of like eh, on going to games, um, and I'm I'm definitely eh, on uh, getting the pulled pork at Gillette. And uh, yeah, sounds sounds good. Um, headlines. Poops. Yep, let's see. Okay, so. This is October 10th through 16th, 2010. Uh, October 14th report comes out that foreclosures in September topped 100,000 for the first time. Yeah. This is kind of the the end, I guess, of that like recession. But you can see though, it's still, you know, it happened in 2008, but in 2010, it's still oh, very huge real. Huge ripple effects. Um, uh, October 15th, John Henry takes over as owner of Liverpool Football Club. The team is sold wow. for 300 million pounds. Okay, so since then, I know uh, John Henry, meanwhile, they won, uh, Liverpool, I guess, won their the Premier League uh, yeah. a couple of years ago. Now, now, I know this isn't, this is, we're going pounds to dollars here, but just hang with me. The team is now worth $4.1 billion, according to Forbes. So 300 million pounds. Which is more like probably $500 million at the time. Uh, right. Something right, like yes, that. Yes, right. So we're going $500 million basically to $4.1 billion. That is crazy. Crazy. So when he does... So the reason I bring that up is because I don't care about soccer. I think soccer is pretty lame. If you like soccer, I think uh, that's a pretty dumb thing to like. Well, that's um, dumb. Uh, soccer is an amazing sport, but continue. Do you watch the Premier League? No, but, no, I, but I, I like the game. You like to play. I think playing is different than watching. Or you like I to like play. watching World Cup, actually. I don't usually like watching international right. sports. hate the Olympics, but I do like watching international soccer. Soccer sucks. Uh, so boring. Um, but uh, regardless, uh, you know, John Henry has this Liverpool team. Now, I don't know how much money they're bringing in. I don't know much about, if anything, really about soccer, you know, Premier League. Yeah, I don't know. But it's like, it's just kind of frustrating to see them basically trade away a once, you know, a once a generation homegrown talent like Mookie Betts. Yeah. To bring it back to baseball. And, you know, you're kind of doing things in the cheap. You're getting Marwin Gonzalez and kind of these like spare parts. Yeah. And you're like kind of plugging them in when you have a a real resource here. You, now I get maybe if you, you know, it would be kind of, you know, bad sportsmanship maybe to take money from Liverpool and then invest it into the Red Sox. I don't, I don't know. But the Red Sox is a moneymaker too. So that's, that's, that's like a lot of bullshit. I mean, he increased value. He, he, I mean, how much him, more were the Red Sox worth when he, when he bought them in 2002, right? It's over a billion now. I, I can't, yeah. the last time I looked, who knows how long ago it was, it was like a billion and a half is what it was worth. It was second to the Yankees in terms of value. Yep. Yankees was, I think it was, a lot bigger. That was like four billion. Yankees to $1 are billion. Or yeah, something. Yan- Yankees are right. Yeah, because they got a little more. Inter- they got a lot more international cachet. Right. But still, I mean, he took. I don't know what he bought. Did he buy the Red Sox for like three hundred million? Too something like that. Wasn't a lot. Yeah. Uh, for so what basically, they're worth a billion more. Exactly. So he's, he four x that. He four he nine x uh, Liverpool. He's so, good at that. Yeah, which is great. But like you know, let's let's see some you know give back a little bit. Now, I, obviously, he was you know when John Henry came in as the Red Sox owner, he was very generous with the budget. You know, goes in and gets Kurt Schilling. Yep. Try to get a Rod. Yep. Like he, you know, he he did. You know, he had some crazy payrolls in there. You know, the first decade Up, of the updated Fenway. Updated Fenway, right? Did all these things. Yeah. But like the last couple of years, where has this guy been? Since and, 2018, it's kind of like he's given. He well, give I think what happened with Nebraska when Nebraska like, completely like you know pillaged the uh, the farm system. Yeah. And sold everybody off, and then you kind of you starting from squ- square one. He didn't seem to want to start from square one. No. And he, you know, he didn't seem to, he doesn't seem to like going through a rebuilding phase. I don't know if it just bores him or what, 
but then like sell off. I guess, you know, if you're going to rebuild, rebuild and scrap everything down. Yeah. Don't go and get Marwan Gonzalez and no. these guys. Just go to, just go to just simply just the brass fixtures in the house yep. and build up from there. Fine. Yep. But don't do it halfway. Nah. And then honestly, there's really no excuse for doing it at all because you have Mookie bets. Just build around him. Yeah. And you're also the Red Sox, and you have all these billions of dollars of things you own. Mookie Bet, how old was he when he hit free agency? 27, 26? We never hit free agency because I mean, the Dodgers were right. smart enough. That's the right. Dodgers did right. what we didn't. That's right. Or the Red Sox didn't. So, yeah, I, really frustrating. Uh, and the last story is the biggest story. Yeah. Uh, October 13th, uh, the 33 men were, uh, pulled, were finally pulled from the Chilean mine collapse oh, and shit. rescued. They were trapped down there for two weeks. Um, and, uh, That's right. Uh, really interesting stuff. You know, there's some crazy stories about it. They were uh, mining for copper. Uh, the mine collapsed, and they were uh, took them uh, took two weeks to go and rescue them. Uh, the thirty three guys, they all got along really well. It was kind of a cool, they built like a cool system down there where they voted for everything like democratically. Like basically, if you got seventeen votes, then that's what the party people sure. decided. Yeah, uh, you had a small shelter, but then you had, actually had like a mile of tunnel uh, that they could go and get so privacy could spread out. So they could go and get privacy if they wanted to, but then it would all kind of congregate back to the shelter. The problem was though, they only had two days of food. But they, uh, they, not, nobody was like greedy, the 33 guys, and they actually rationed it, and they basically were like running out of food the day they got rescued. I mean, you can and they do, all lost a lot of weight, yeah, obviously. You, but. you can definitely do that. You limit your caloric intake. And as long as you have water, you can definitely, you can last, I mean, with no food, you can last a week. They, they, they were down to, they, they still had food, but they were yeah, down to, they were uh, down. some guys lost nine pounds. Those two, you know, they lost, you know, some. I survived on uh, roughly three or 400 calories a day for months, for six months. And I lost, that's when I lost 40 pounds. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it wasn't, I well, didn't do it willing. It's just that it was uncomfortable for me to eat. But you can, you can, you can do These it. These guys were also battling oxygen. These guys are also oh, trapped yeah. in the No, they're, right. No, they're in, um, they're in dire straits. I'm just saying like the food thing you can make last, but still you're claustrophobic. But when you run out, you run out or you run out. It's true. That's, claustrophobic, that's low food, low oxygen. Yeah. Who knows what their water situation was like. It's copper mine. So how, what's the water around i mean you're not gonna you're gonna get tainted water if you could find it down there so hopefully you have enough now I've i mean you're some, in a tough spot i've heard some funny stories i don't have any um verification in this, so this could be just be a uh, tall tales but it's a funny story regardless so i guess if, <laughs> at least one of these miners i guess is that the wife goes to the rescue site and then the mistress shows up the rescue site and neither of them know about each other oh no <laughs> i didn't see i tried to find the story about that i'm sure it exists somewhere i remember hearing about it i could just be memory it could just be oh. something i want to be true but that was uh, a fun- <laughs> i wonder if they were more mad to find each other or happy that their their dude was saved <laughs> right or imagine the poor guy that gets you know brought up and then the first thing he's got his wife screaming at him i don't know i don't know what i, I don't know what, i don't know how that- maybe you got to keep both and they just became a happy try i'm sure that's exactly what happened yeah. uh or like i said I, I didn't find any. I, I i was doing research pretty late last night but so i didn't find anything about it but uh that's a funny little <laughs> that is funny. but no those guys for all accounts though and the cool thing was those guys they uh they didn't do it they all agreed when they were in the fucking mind like if we do a book we're going to do it together so, and that's what happened. It was, they had, they wrote yeah. one, they had one guy write a book, you know, a, a writer write for them, but they, the 33 guys all signed off on that book together. They didn't write independent books. Good for them. And to their credit, 10 years later, 11 years later, they still haven't. They did make a movie, um, with Antonio Banderas, a few other people, uh, that's right. um, yeah. and, um, but they all kind of signed off on that together. I believe they all like did, they did everything as a group, but I guess some of them obviously still have some major PTSD issues. Oh my God. Some of them still have some health issues from it. And then I guess some of them like didn't, some of them still have some money issues. Like, they, you know, some of them weren't, you know, able to necessarily go back because, you know, that's your job. And I guess copper mining at the time, that's like the best mining you can do in Chile was like, is mine, like the, the best paying copper mining really you can do. Really lucrative. Yeah. yeah. So now you 
a lot of these guys like i can't go back i totally understand I yeah mean, you can't go back so now we so do what for do you do? a job so uh, I know some, some, it sounds like reading some of these guys might have struggled financially, which would suck. Um, it's too bad. But it, it seems like, uh, as far as like collaboration and working well together, they did it considering the circumstances. Yeah. And they all survived. I mean, and considering like they all got along, like they yeah. all got along after, like that's a harrowing situation. It is for someone not to completely freak out and just cause chaos. Yeah. It wasn't war to the flies. It was a teamwork. Yeah. And that's, that's pretty admirable. That's pretty good. Cool. Um, oh, we we're back so next week so the pa- patreon show on uh sunday on so sunday. tomorrow is uh is what's the movie the town the town of course yes and, uh, and, then Mania Mania. Phoenix. and then we're back next week big week next week uh coming to america we're going to be going to the 80s so the the free show will be coming to america and the patreon show is who framed roger rabbit i think i already picked the songs but now i don't remember it's escaped me yeah you did i figured there were two uh yeah so coming to america who framed roger it's another big week big that's, week that's a pretty big week right yeah yeah, those yeah, will be fun to talk yeah. about. I haven't seen either in forever. I haven't seen either in a long time. Either. Yeah, like the, I watched. I've, I've seen pieces of Coming to America. Um, yeah, but I haven't seen either in a, in at least ten, fifteen years. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like sit down and watch the whole thing. So yeah, it'll be fun. Cool. That it. Talk to you then. See. You.